Welcome to episode 115 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here not with Rudy today. I'm actually here with Nate. Rudy's going to be joining in later with us in the episode, but I've been talking with Nate here. We'll introduce him here in a second, but he has been big into our community, but he wanted to talk on Starfield. And I, if very end, it's funny, before you messaged me, the day before we recorded, and on that episode recording, I was like, man, I really need somebody to talk Starfield on me. The very next day, you message me being like, hey, do you uh, want to talk Starfield? And I'm like, uh, speaking of which, yes. And I would love to have you on. So that's what started all this. Nate, why don't you introduce who you are to the uh, audience here and um, a little more of just why you're even here. Okay, yeah. I'm uh, Nate Bacon. I'm in the Inside Byte, uh Facebook group. Yeah, I wasn't even trying to get on the show. I was just looking for some anybody else that's a fan of Starfield just to chit-chat things because uh, there's a lot to talk about with that game, uh, yes. with the social circle. But, yeah. That's why I jumped at the very chance is because of what you just said. There's so much to talk on this game, and I just need somebody to just vent all of this Starfield stuff upon and also hear, me, yeah. yes, <laughs> and just hear what other people think on it because I would love to have like a long-form discussion it's been hard trying to find them even in other podcasts. I I hear people like, yeah, I like it. I'm playing or whatever, or they don't, but I haven't really gotten a really good meaty one. We're going to try for 30 minutes on this Starfield topic, but believe me, I could go for hours as I sure you could as well. And and we can keep it to whatever you want. We can even do another episode if you want. It's up to you. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) This is your show. Well, you saying that it would be awesome if, once we beat it, like more than even once, like uh, maybe beating it and beating at least a new game plus. Anyway, a little further down the road, yeah. going back on talking it again. And because I keep hearing people say that's when the game truly opens up and they're not being facetious. They're being for real. They're I, like it actually opens up when you beat it. And I'm very curious what they mean. I can talk to you just because. I can talk to you about that without any spoilers also during this. So Okay. That, okay. I can give you very vague answers for what that means, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, uh yeah, I guess let's just hop right into it then. Um I mean yeah. later in the episode, we're definitely gonna be going with Rudy on the PlayStation uh mm-hmm. what state of play that happened, uh, the Nintendo Direct, a lot of awesome stuff to talk on. But let's just jump yeah. right into the Starfield talk. And okay. uh Let's just start with your just brief overall thoughts of the game in general. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, for my brief. All right. So it's like my dream game. So I love it. Okay. But you got to realize I'm a huge Bethesda Game Studios fan. So I got into them in Oblivion. Uh, a lot of people were before that, but um, I didn't even beat that game. I was still learning how to play that kind of an RPG, which it takes a lot. And that's part of what this game is, too, I think, for a lot of the feedback and a lot of the social stuff and everything is there's more of an audience that's being shoved in their face than there's ever been before. And it's already been a pretty popular yeah. studio. So you're going to get all kinds of people that play different kind of games. And I enjoyed Bolivian. But like I said, I mean, I had a game breaking bug and um, and it was a lot to go on. I mean, I just got good at basically like getting these crystals to power my um, enchanted weapons and stuff. And there's just so much going on. It's a very deep game that's usually only on computers and, and they've been on consoles. But what even got uh, you playing Oblivion in the first place? Why did you even start the game? My friend, my friend told me about it. 
it was one of the big exclusive games for the 360 in the very okay. beginning of launch. Uh, there was like Call of Duty 2, and then not long after it was Oblivion. And um, were you a big 360 guy at that time? Like, did you have a PS3? Was. was it just 360? I, I, I was. Yeah, I had. Um, I was a huge. I was like, I wasn't just a PlayStation fan. I was like a pony. Okay, before that, and I won't go into that long story. That's all for a different. Yeah, time yeah, yeah. Day. But, but PlayStation One is my favorite system so i i feel that like, got me back into gaming yeah, yeah was playstation yeah for sure so anyway i got both now but i never okay. did have two systems in the past uh just because of money and time and everything but i do have it now so yeah yeah so yeah anyway so there was that and then i got into fall three and i beat it but I, I still they weren't like my favorite studio or anything um i had a lot of gripes with that even though i had a lot of fun with it and then skyrim is when and I, I wasn't even going to play it at first. I was like, oh, those graphics still look like garbage or whatever, you know. And then <laughs> I played it, and they're my favorite studio ever since then. I I, I just like their kind of game. And, and it's very, it, it's a very, there's no other games I know that are anything like it. They try to do so many things that should normally be like 12 games or more, not in one game. And I know, like, so sometimes people don't like that because it's jack of all trades. But I love it. But it is like taking a college course because their tutorials are garbage. Were you and, an RPG guy before these games? Like Final Fantasy VII, but that's okay. a totally different type of RPG. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay. And that took me a while to get used to, but I was able to get used to it. Okay. Um, and it had way better tutorials. So, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It will get into that yeah. for sure. But yeah. Um, okay, so you you fall in love with um, you're like oh, you're kind exactly of mixed on Oblivion, right? And then you fall a little harder into Fallout Three, and then you fall yeah. even harder into Skyrim and being obsessed. That's just from when okay. I was playing. I mean, I think Oblivion's amazing now, but I didn't yeah. really know how what to do with a game like this because there's just so much going on. It's I understand. Yeah. Like Destiny Two, for instance. Okay, I won't go into that, and some people love it, some people hate it, or whatever. But that game is like very easy to get into, and very hard to master. So it covers a lot of bases. Mm -hmm. These games are this is not easy to get into, okay? It's not. You might be yeah. able to screw on a little bit, but, you know, I mean, it takes so many hours just to get used to what it is, even. Like, it's just a whole other type of thing than a lot of games. Let's go ahead and go into that discussion now since you bring it up. Might as well. So, I'm, I'm thinking, right, what is acceptable? Should a game just be this hard to figure out? Because there's a lot of people that like the discovery of this and that, right? And then there's a whole other crowd yeah. that is like, hey, I hate that they're not telling me this or that. So there's such a big range of perspective here. Like, I mean, where do you I think nowadays it? it should be both? But I'm still thinking, like, for instance, if you want a broader range of people, I think, and I noticed this the most in Fallout, it got way worse with Fallout 4 than now Star Starfield. Um, before that, it was very hard, but it's gotten way harder since then. Like, because they were hard already, but Fallout 4, when they started doing the settlements, and then not only the settlements yeah. where you could build your own city, you also could uh, do shipping um, lanes and stuff. And none of that was explained in any way. What's you had to learn through the internet. And Destiny 2, there's a lot of games I'm sure that do this, but Destiny 2 has done this crap too, because the way the internet is now, that uh, yeah. that's part of the game. But it's like this social thing. So they have purpose to make all these puzzles so that people, because some people get pissed if they can't do that, do the socializing thing. I grew up in a time, though, when it should, you should have a paper book or, you know, you can get a Prima Guide or it's in-game or whatever. So, yeah, I think they could do, I think they do 5% of what they could do. And I think a lot of people would get in these games get more addicted if they just, they don't have to explain everything. They could still do a lot of things. Well, what if they actually play. did that, though? That's not a bad idea, right? What if Bethesda actually makes a big guide for their game and 
release it to the public for you to buy at bookstores, you know? They could do that, or they could... It doesn't do it as much anymore. I don't know if premium games exist much anymore because of the internet and YouTube and all yeah. these things, but... It's just more of, I don't know if I want it in the game constantly popping up saying, hey, do this, hey, do that. Some people would want to just You can customize it, it though. Right? A lot of games aren't this complex but a lot of games still are complex and yeah, i guess you could just add both. an option in the settings yeah you or like accessibility or and then just add more hints yeah, yeah. or a lot of games have it because this has a help section too uh like fall forward did not as much where you, there's a lot of things it tells you but not as good as it should it, it should be like it the bare minimum that little help in the settings thing where you go to a certain section it should at least have videos telling you exactly what's going on to, you know, I mean, there can still be social stuff where you all help each other out with hints and, and, and strategies. There's just nothing. And I think when, when it was Fallout 4, I felt like it was just, they were like, this is really cool. We'll put this in the game. We don't have time to do a proper tutorial because that was only a 10% of the game. A lot of people didn't even care about it or want it. But this game, like, they're leaning in on this is a social thing. That this yeah, is the yeah, Bethesda Games yeah. group. So a lot of people that are playing on uh, um, str- uh, streaming, where it's like not you don't even have a Series X or, or PC or they're they're playing on whatever device to see, yeah. or they're playing it on Game Pass because they don't even this is their first time even doing a Bethesda Game Studios game or, I mean there's fans that are nitpicky too but like they, you got to realize how many people on Game Pass are just like well shit this is just like a free video game rental like I'm just gonna screw around with it if you screw around with it for two hours, you don't even know what the hell you're doing and I'm not saying you're doing it wrong or that you're a bad gamer I'm just saying no you're not you're gonna be like this is stupid. most people. <laughs> wouldn't understand it and move on and not care like yeah yeah Yeah. i just think it's a broader stroke right now because (laughs) because of game pass because of microsoft's marketing because it already is a big game studio but they're marketing the crap out of it because of the exclusive thing um so it's getting shoved in all these people's faces and then game pass you can do it for almost free um if you have game pass you know and yeah the numbers are gigantic it's like six million players right on on actual like day of release i want to say you're going to hear all their feedback too and it doesn't mean it's wrong it just means you're getting a lot of noise you never got before and there were already critiques before so just keep that in mind when you hear people you know being positive or negative or whatever that that's what it is you've got everybody trying it (laughs) because there's even playstation people that can try it out with streaming or who knows what i mean i've heard people doing cloud gaming that don't even have the devices like an xbox or anything yeah you know, and so then you have the computer because they're just cloud gaming it, you know, and it might not work as well. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people trying it out. So ultimately, though, I I would fall on the spectrum and I was just kind of playing devil's advocate here and there. But I would ultimately fall on, you know, it was nice. I was playing Final Fantasy 16. I feel whatever on that game, but it had the coolest feature ever. Anything you're curious about, you just kind of like tap the touchpad and it brings up a menu to where you're like curious on a name they mention or it's like a oh, in-game yeah. encyclopedia on anything you could possibly think of of who the character you're talking to is their backstory whatever right constantly giving you information really good map all of that so uh when i play starfield in the exact opposite of that um it would be really nice to just have a little button i press when i'm talking to a character and it's like oh this is uh this person they're f- family lineage is this and they're from this planet whatever right like give me a little synopsis on them that'd be really neat and i can imagine mods probably sure. are already integrating this and God, i hope so yeah, but i don't yeah. know 
but it it's still like well that shouldn't be on players to make it should just be on the game developers to create such things but is that you know that's the discussion is it like should for we sure. ultimately have them responsible for making this stuff or no that's the ultimate question. well that's how i look at it i look at it like from a developer's perspective even though i'm not a developer okay so like I don't just look at like what my dreams or imagination is. I also yeah. look, I look at that also, but I also look at like, how would I do it if I was able to actually be part of this crew? Like it's not just one or the other. And yeah. I think it's a balance because they, people do want that. They want to push on the social. I think I prefer if it's a tutorial, like you said, and the social is more about like an Easter egg or a secret spot yeah. or a strategy for the game. But it's where the internet's getting so much more of this, where people want it to be this social thing, so they can have their own YouTube channel, or they can watch the whatever and just be completely sucked in. I don't know. I just think they get more gamers though if they was calmed down. But it, what I'm saying is, it's a balance. I want it to be what you said, but I think they need to do a little bit of both. Yeah. To do yeah. the best. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of that, a little bit of also like give people a, a break. You know. I don't so know, that's but... a, let's roll that into the next topic of. The, all the controversy based around the reception of like players, what they're saying about it. And since there's so many new people playing, like you were saying, the player reception is in the millions of everybody sharing their opinions. And so it's all over the place of other people being like, is this even a good game or not? And nobody can seem to get a clear answer. Cause there's just so many people playing, like you were saying, but that same also reflects on the critics because now you have critics playing it. Dude, I played it like 40 hours. I should be able to talk on the game, right? But to be honest, yeah, it's very it's, you can't really do that with this game. It's almost like this game forces an actual good review to come out. It would take like a month of time. It's It really That's is why I'm that not in depth. sure how they did it with the other games. Yeah. Now, two, two things. I think some of it has to do with who the reviewers are, obviously, if they're a fan of this type of game or not. I don't know how they ever did it before uh, because it takes too long. And this game is even crazier than another one. Yeah, exactly. But, and a month is being conservative. It may take longer than that. <laughs> I mean, this is the other thing I think, when it comes to reviewers and players, because we already talked about why there's more people playing it also. Yeah. The other reason more people are playing it is because there's every year there's more gamers. It, like people into video games oh yeah like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so game sales are good. just overall higher regardless so yeah yeah good point mm -hmm. there too but and then what other quality games are out that year you know mm -hmm. i know they their old ones you know got re decent reviews or great reviews or they got rewards or whatever, but that's going to vary based on what the competition is and what people are into that year yeah so well this year well is like the most stacked this is the most Absolutely. stacked year we've ever had maybe Absolutely. period so yeah. <laughs> but so there's a lot there's a lot going on here but in the end like wow. these critics yeah. like i i don't i pretty much don't agree with any critical review right now that i've been seeing because i still keep thinking they didn't spend enough time with the game because they're clearly showing that yeah. when you just read their uh different points so like oh they just genuinely didn't understand that but is that the game's fault or is that the person's fault? I mean, I don't know if there's anyone you can really blame. You just need more time with it. That's sure. all. I, yeah. One person I, that was a very did a very honest thing, and I'm not saying he's great all the time or this plate this this podcast is great all the time or whatever. But uh, the guy Greggy from Kind of Funny, yeah, he actually addressed all that uh, to where he was like, I don't even know how I can do a review right now, and this is the good and this is the bad, but I have no clue yet. 
because of how time consuming it was. So he did do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then he also had it where like other people from kind of funny that played it, they all talk stuff and a lot of them trashed on it in the first like 20 minutes or whatever, because their frustrations, because it's so confusing, you know? Yeah. And then, um, then after they talk long enough, he starts saying that stuff. They did start saying, "Well, this is all this good, and this is all this bad, and this is all this holy cow." You know, like it's just this game is is not. That, I, yeah, they just try. They're making their dream game, and they don't give a crap. And and luckily, it's sold well enough that they stay in business because they're just like, "This is the game I want to play," and I don't give a shit. <laughs> so that's what they. That's what that's really what they do. Yeah, that that whole yeah, studio, yeah, and like yeah. I think a good forty percent of that studio is the same guys that made Morrowind. So. And that was my favorite uh, that they ever made. Is more. I didn't get to play and, that one much because it was outdated by the time I got into it. But yeah. And I think I said it to you in the chat we were talking in, but this is the first time I felt those Morrowind vibes and I don't know how to describe it. Oh, I guess cool. it's just like the monster designs oh, cool. or like the way the environments Maybe. look like they, they harken back it. to Morrowind. Because you're so you're into a ton of stuff, but you're so into Nintendo, and Nintendo I am. is all yeah. about polish, man. <laughs> yeah. No matter how open yeah. world or how linear or whatever, like they just polish the living crap out. Of I, their stuff. I hated it on Skyrim because polish was terrible. I hated on Fallout because polish sure. was terrible, right? So I sure. haven't liked one since the polish yeah. of Morrowind. That's my big problem. So when I'm yeah. playing Starfield, it is polished. I think it's pretty, po- dude. For an open world game this size. This is insanely is. good polish. I still get like, bugs. However, yes, it, but it's it pretty minor stuff. Thing. Like I don't know. It is. At least it for is. me, it I, 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 well, I'm, I'm eighty hours I'm doing... in and I've barely seen any, if at all. But maybe I we're doing completely doing... different things. I think you're in a good PC, and you're also doing more the adventuring. Yeah. Um, where like I'm doing like pushing stuff to its neck graphics wise, but like. I'm doing outposts and shipbuilding and stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, I haven't crap. done any of that. Yeah. Okay. So it's Does nothing it that's like really or something. No, it's not about the chugging. It's, okay. uh, it, it'll just, it'll either work or else it, um, okay. So the two biggest ones are it'll just crash and go to the main screen. You got to realize I have not had this in the shipbuilder. Yeah. And when I'm in the outpost, oh. an outpost that has a lot going on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the other thing in the outpost is, uh, a lot of times it's when I'm going to a menu and a lot of stuff is going on. But anyway, at the outpost, I'll have a lot of stuff going on and sometimes I'll go into the builder because you go into the builder and you can buy new stuff and put it around or you can go into like this other thing, uh, manual or something where you can move stuff around or adjust it. And I'll go in sometimes and you can't even like scroll through stuff. It just sits there and goes, what? So I have to like go back out or save and load. And that's happened to a lot of people where you have to save and load if there's a really big problem. However, Uh... this is not like people clipping into things or floating around or nonsense like those things can happen i've seen a little bit but none of that kind of stuff that is normal for them the only um, thing i've, only I've seen be... yeah oh go ahead no. well uh the i have had one person in a store uh that's wearing underwear and they're not supposed to so i've heard of that <laughs> happening sometimes but i've only had it happen once no, I was saying I've seen three times I can count in the I, I think I'm 75 hours in. I've played a lot. Um, anyway, three times I've seen somebody do a weird thing with their head, right? When they're like walking by you or something or like their eyes will get really messed up or something and, uh-huh. and lock in position. Something like that. Some weird head eye animation thingy. Uh, uh-huh. Otherwise, that's it. I haven't had, I haven't seen anyone That's stuck awesome. in a wall. I haven't seen anyone, I don't know, flipping through a wall, clipping or, you know what I mean? Or, uh, 
I don't know. I think being able to pick something up and it not registering. I used to get that oh, with no, like I, Bethesda no, games all the time. That. I haven't had yeah. it with this game. Um, no, most no, of no. the problems that I've, because I've, I still always try to play them, right? When Skyrim, I really genuinely kept trying, but I just kept being too annoyed and eventually stopped. But it was, there's a plethora of bugs constantly, but I'm not feeling that with this game. I really am not. So I'm really happy. Well, the thing about the, this game too, uh, it, 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 their games are really, it's a learning thing. I, I do want the tutorials to be like that too, but like at first it's overwhelming and sometimes you'll be like, screw this, we're just going to go play a different game. Yeah. And then other times you get addicted. This is where I'm at now. I get addicted to it. I get addicted to constantly want to learn a new aspect of the game. Like I'm not, some people might be like, I don't care about outposts because you don't have to do that. That's the thing too. You can do whatever you want. Like don't think that you're just going to like, in a 40 hours, you're going to master all of the That's what I'm levels. saying. I haven't done a single outpost thing and I'm 80 hours. So this could ha right. apply to you what? You don't have the ship building either. Yeah, you don't have to do any of it. I haven't done any of that either. So there, there's there's yeah. probably, let's say, 80 deep systems, and maybe yes, I know exactly. 40 of them. You know what I mean? Yes. That's how I feel. So if you like learning new stuff <laughs> and it doesn't have to be right away, then you get addicted yeah. to it, and then you play other games, and I still have fun with it. Like, I, I loved, uh, I actually really want to play a lot of Nintendo games. I just have the system right now. And I loved a lot of PlayStation um, linear games recently, like Last of Us and stuff like that. But I love this because, like, those games, I start to miss the learning. Yeah. The constant yeah. getting better at something and sharing it with other people. Other games feel pretty shallow in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in the mood for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they have that more cinematic experience. Mm -hmm. And end the short-term wow factor. So this thing of like yeah. a system seller, like what, um, I don't know, a lot of PlayStation Nintendo games are, but also like what Halo was back in the day, the very first. Right, one, yeah. Where the graphics were like, what? You know? Mm -hmm. And this is not that, this is a totally different thing. This is not a, I'm going to look at it for half an hour and go, Well, let's wow. talk about that, the graphics. What do yeah. you think on the graphics? Because I, I, yeah. I keep, I went back and forth in uh, the yeah, beginning a little are. bit, right? But ultimately... Uh -huh. I think it's a solid, let's say, like, 8 out of 10 of, like, what you would expect this generation when it comes to graphics. It's pretty think, good. It's not yeah. the best, but it's pretty good. Like, that's how yeah. I see it. That's interesting to hear about because I think that this has definitely been their stuff since, I think, Skyrim, okay? Because I still think Fallout 3 is good of a game. Was, I swear that game looked like ash, like shit, okay? but <laughs> No, it did. It did. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, since Skyrim, though, I think it's like these games, if you look at it for like, yeah, just five minutes or something like that, you're like, you know, it's not like garbage, okay? Some people say it is, but it's definitely not wowing me, all right? But if you sit and play it for like a couple hours, you do notice things like the attention to detail of rooms and people's clothes. Well, that's what excites me, and that's why I put it yeah. so and high the is because the attention to small details. There everywhere. are so many small details. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And then it blows your mind. And Skyrim did too, and yeah. this one does too for me. However, like, yeah. God, I, I mean, guess like, like a wall those... texture isn't like the greatest. Let's just something like that, right? But even no, that looks fine are, to though. me. I don't know. I don't know well, how to word it, but. I get what yeah. you're saying. Maybe on a technical front, there's sure. a certain object that may not look the greatest, or uh, maybe yeah, just oh, yeah. character faces don't look. Especially, you know, oh, that's weird. the biggest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that is the biggest one <laughs> that you notice right away. That you don't see the pores in their face, or the lighting doesn't. It looks like a like a robot at Disney World or whatever, you know. And um, it's just for some reason. But and that's this engine, I think. And I think the yeah. reason why they use this engine that people don't realize they just like no, the engine is all about the graphics. 
So this engine they should use Unreal or Unity or something different, you know. And uh, I think the reason why they use it, and they did improve for this game, okay, is part of it is the graphics, okay. Obviously, they can't easily do mocap because everything seems like it's slider done for the animations, yeah, which yeah. is improved. Yeah. Yeah. A great amount since Fallout 4, okay? But it's not mocap. And a lot of yeah, things are mocap yeah. now. Like Mass That's Effect the problem. back in the day. I agree. Like yes. without that, you just can't compete to the others. Yeah. So they're yeah. doing amazing for a slider. Mm-hmm. But we're used to mocap where it just yeah. so I don't know what the story is for that in the game engine. The reason why I think they're using this game engine is because they are able to simulate a lot of things going on at once. And I don't mean just graphics. No, gameplay all stuff. the objects. All of yeah. the and, all the physics but also all of the customization yes you can have all of your npcs that are friends with you you can change their clothes their weapons um you can all the colors and it has to calculate thousands of changes on whatever's displaying on screen at once like pretty much at all times yeah yeah so yeah I mean, yeah, there, there's so many examples I can use for that. And a lot of people have a hard time grasping their head around it because they don't do that in a lot of open world games. The open world games are so awesome. They're huge. It's not just this little area. Um, they got to be able to do that and not load every room, you know, but like they still don't have as much going on as what this is. I mean, like somebody put 10,000 potatoes in a room, yes. right? And had them fall out. If I don't know if you saw that video, but I was just like, only a game like this could do something that just cool well i remember in the first halo it blew my mind that i could uh drop a weapon on accident or whatever you know and then like we would blow it up with a grenade or whatever and it never disappeared i can i I could play (laughs) that level for an hour and come back and i could find it i'm like this is amazing halo 2 if it sat there for 10 seconds it just disappeared because yeah, they yeah, would need yeah. to keep the memory for the graphics for how good it looked and everything. Yeah, I don't so know everything in Bethesda, they always do that, right? They just have everything. Yeah, they got to remember a lot of stuff. Cached. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Fallout, I mean, they only remember so much, but it's not all what's on screen because it's usually just what's on screen. They don't think about anything off screen yeah, ever, yeah. whether it's graphics or anything else. And, yeah, they have to remember a lot of stuff that's going on. I mean, in yeah. Fallout 3, the thing I remember is they remembered, like, we're at this aircraft carrier that was like a city. And every morning, people would get up and go get breakfast and go to their job and do all these things. And there's all kinds of stuff like that going on all the time. Yeah. And they don't have to remember it completely, but it's not based on being on, on your screen. They don't think about it then. They already have it figured out. Yeah. You go there, it's 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 on. running in a minor way in the background, but it still has to be running in the background. Like. Yeah. And yeah. then if you go into a ship and, and the gravity's off and all that floating around. And then yeah. also it's remembering you talk to this person and now they're going to bump into you later. And yeah. there's just all this stuff that makes it really magical but if you don't think about that you're like why isn't this like last of us yeah so the downfall of that could be well now the faces look a little weird but hey i'm gonna take it i guess because i want this game engine i don't want unreal game engine i want this game engine like yeah because all those things going on i think it's a 7 out of 10 graphics uh, I don't think it's just one or ten. So you're being nice by eight out of ten. However, I, I, there are. I a lot say of that because when I'm looking at, I don't know, my inside of there my is. ship or inside of a house oh, or like. There's detail. No. The detail is. It's like, so it reminds impressive. me of like Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, of just yeah. m- think, not as good because it just doesn't look as good. But yeah. the attention to detail is still there as that game was. That's and why I think like, the more you play yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the Lodge. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is the best example for me, and this is throughout the whole game because there's so much material. But if you go into New Atlantis, okay, not all of New Atlantis, but like just the when you come in off your ship and you're going into like just the first shops, and it's nighttime, okay, 
daytime, I don't know how, what it's like compared to, but it's nighttime, okay? And those cool trees are there and the little lighting in the shade. It looks pretty garbage, okay? If you just look at it for like 30 seconds, okay? You're like, what is this? This is really bad compared to something like, yeah, like Zelda or Last of Us or whatever. But you go to the lodge, you're like, holy crap, this is 10 out of 10 almost, other than the mocap stuff, you know? All that wood grain and all the little, I mean, it's so good. It's just like, so, and there's a lot of things that are like that, you know? I, I think the worst is actually New Atlanta at night when you're walking around the street. Yeah, but... and, and that's probably because, uh, yeah, it, even in neon when you're walking at night with the rain, that looks way better. Than what oh yeah, neon's yeah. actually really impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of yeah. But so I'm with you there. It depends. Like some areas could not have much going on. Other areas could have a lot. So yeah, that that's that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing too, real quick, because I know we got to keep going and stay on track, but is like this is a big thing because I don't see this in a lot of games. So if people want to tell me about it, then I would love to play those other games also. But if at an outpost, if I make a building and I put a window in it. And then I got an NPC assigned to there and he's in there like sitting in a chair or something to do or something like I could be outside and look through the window and it's doing all that stuff. Okay. But even bigger deal is when you're in your ship and you go to a planet, you know, and all that stuff's going on that, you know, where like the lights changing and time of day and blah, blah, blah. And you put windows on your, cause a lot of times you don't have to have very many windows that are in cockpit on your, your, your ship, but any of those windows, you can see what's going on outside, whether you're landed or whether you're in outer space. Or it's like it's not like it's just loading a separate room that has nothing to do with outside where it's pre-made. Yeah, you're right. And that's pretty immersive to me. But it's also difficult. Most games will not do that because if you're trying to make it look like crazy realistic graphics, it's like very difficult to do. Yeah. Now, I know that they do make you load into a lot of areas. That's true. And they always did do that. But there's less now. You can fast travel to different types uh, yeah, of things more than ever. I think that's pretty minimal. I mean, I think that's definitely getting blown out of proportion. Yeah, um, well, it's totally it's, getting blown out of proportion. It's, it's pretty minor. I I, I think yeah. it's pretty average for a video game. Not nowadays, because once this gen stop started, right? The SSDs, and now everything's just sort of instant. Where this is more like three or four or five seconds, and then you're in. It's not, it's not a big shift. If I was waiting 20 or 30 seconds, then I'd be complaining. But it's well, people just, are so used yeah. to how much it's changed in Skyrim. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, and 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 it's just yeah, it's just critiquing it because of I don't know. They make a big like for instance, God of War was phenomenal on how like you can't tell that they're loading stuff even yeah, though they are. Yeah, yeah, you know. So sure, I would like that here, but you know, I it, I don't know. It's a minor thing for me, but everyone's different. It could be a big deal to somebody else, but it's just not to me. For sure, yeah. I think a lot of people too are also judging it. Um, just on a whim about like thinking of the technical stuff because they want to show yeah. up the technical stuff where they're like, why can't I do the no man's sky thing where I fly into the planet? They could have done that. It would have taken away other things that you can do in this game, but they could have done that. They, it's not even just a technical thing, which is part of it. It's a balancing thing. Same with the, we'll see what they do with the mods. Okay. But like the running around on the planet, that is a balancing thing about how often you run into stuff and, and yeah. experience yeah. things. Yeah. That is not because they couldn't have put it in there. They're trying to balance the gameplay. And same thing. They don't want you. Maybe if you did it once and then now they don't let you do it ever again, that would be cool where you could go through the atmosphere and go into there. But they don't want you to spend that much time. For instance, Morrowind, it was real hardcore and the hardcore people were pissed about this. But you actually had to go on a taxi and go all the way to somewhere. There was no fast traveling crap. But nowadays, that's pretty difficult. This game already takes so many hours, just like playing World of Warcraft or whatever. 
you don't need to add to it with some things. Yeah, people are complaining of like the fast travel. I want to get into that because they're like, yeah. I'm just zipping around everywhere and I'm just in the menus. First of all, no, you're not. You're highly exaggerating for attention. First of all, you're still clearly once you once you fast travel there, you're now still talking to people. You're still going in whatever house. You're still shooting whatever people. There's still stuff happening. So calm down. Oh, and you can but, do that for a long time. Sure, <laughs> but yeah. two, um, I don't know. The more options, the better. If you don't want to fast travel everywhere, then don't do it. It's up to you. It's not up to the game because it has yeah. the option. Now, you ha now you're now you forced to use it. If you really have a this problem actually, with fast traveling everywhere, just, just don't do it. This <laughs> gives you the most options to fast yeah. travel than ever before. But they still don't. You, it's still like their other games that people don't realize. Like yeah. uh, if you were going somewhere like a building or a city in that big area of their, their world, okay? You couldn't fast travel yet. That was Oblivion too. You had to discover that city first. Yes. But then you could fast travel. Yes. And this just has more things going on, so it's like that too. Like if you're going to go to a star system the first time, you have to actually like do the grab. Exactly. You stuff. could be too far from a planet, right? So what they do, if people don't know, you have to travel to maybe a different galaxy first, and then go to the one you want because there's just too much in between and you can't gravity jump that far. So it does that on purpose. One, just for the sake of uh, fun and discovery, right? What if you go into a new solar system and all of a sudden you find uh, a really cool planet you'd want to see or maybe uh, ship battles happening when you go there, whatever. They can, they can make a cool moment happen for you when you first have to jump there, right? So you might as well let them uh, create a little more crafted experience for you then for you to just uh, instantly be able to teleport there without that in between, you know, they're just trying to well, make the fun, the game more interesting. It's true. And some people want to do that a little more often because you get more random encounters yeah. uh, with different good and bad uh, with the ships. However, you're still going to get those if you play this game enough. Okay. Yeah. When you go to the new areas. So you don't, you, you don't have to, you really can't like once you do a place, you can sit there and go through all the maps or in the star thing. That's the upper left of your circle or whatever in the menus. You can, and you can do that from like a table in your room. There's so many different <laughs> ways to get the navigation. Work. But yeah. anyway, a little too many without the tutorials. But, um, and then you can pick that city, like Jam Jameson or whatever, um, in New Atlantis. You could pick New Atlantis once you've been there and everything. And it won't make you do any of that crap. You'll just load into being landed at, at, at New Atlantis. Okay. But that's because you've been there already. And, you know, I don't know. But yeah, there's a lot going on. So that's just ways to save time because it's already so time consuming to do a lot of this stuff. You want to get back to the adventure. Yeah. Let's get into. We're just going to say what we like and what we don't like about the game. Pretty simple. Okay. okay. But I would just I like to just yeah. ramble on, on like, what are some things that you were just genuinely really impressed by the game or just really like about the game or, you know, could just be the fact that it's super fun and that's it, whatever, but just get into whatever you like and I'll do the same. Okay. Oh man. Yeah, I, I don't know. One of the, I, I kind of knew this. Is, some of this stuff was going to happen, but I didn't know about all of them. Like, um, this one of the things I dreamt about that they did do was um, that I can sit there and go to a planet or, or fly around, get in a space battle, and anytime I want, I can just get out of my chair and walk around the ship. I don't get to do that in really any other game that I can think of. I, mean, I wasn't like, expecting instance, that when it first happened. I'm like, oh wait, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that makes me feel like on solar <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I just love it so much. I yeah. really love that. Um, I could see people into like Star Trek really liking that too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
But I mean, like other games like um, Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, um, uh, No Man's Sky, they all have different good things that they're really good at. This game is doing, you know, 36 different things. So like they're doing one or two of those things and they didn't do it the same on purpose. It wasn't because the technology, you know, uh, you know, Elite Dangerous is a great game, but it's a space combat simulator, Star Trucker type yeah. of game, you know, and yeah. they all are good at certain things. Uh, this one is specifically, it really is, you know, their dream game about um, Fallout or Skyrim in space. And when it is that, I, I posted a thing about this before, I think, and this is the best way I can explain it, okay, without doing specifics, and then I'll let you do specifics or whatever. But um, it's like, there's parts of it that are like uh, Firefly and Yellowstone. When I say that, Firefly, if any of these watch that or Serenity or whatever, it's because it's a mix between like a Western and, and space. And there's definitely a part of this that's like that. And if you do their faction quest, which is because uh, there's cops type stuff at New Atlantis, but you do cop stuff at in the Freestar area. Yeah, I did join like them. I am doing quests for them. I have been enjoying it quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's this one in the early on, and I'm not going to ruin anything, but like you, you go and, and it could be daytime or night, depending on when you go. That's the thing too. Everybody has a different experience. I went there at night, uh, you know, so you hear like a different noises at night and a different lighting and everything, you know. And I'm questioning this lady about her farm and these people that have been harassing or whatever, you know. And it just totally felt like, yeah, oh, Yellowstone. They have that parts whole, of it where, yes, that whole string yeah. of events from that was so cool. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that I wish I could talk on it, but it would just ruin the whole. Uh, yeah. So some and, things yeah. exactly I don't want to ruin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of them for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The being able to see outside all the time, no matter where I was, a different port or or a different planet or whatever, and I can see out the windows. Yeah. I love the photo mode because there's so many different ways you can do awesome photos. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, I like about the, the gun. What dumb. do you think about the gunplay? Oh, it's a it's a gigantic improvement over any other games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's supposed to be Call of Duty or whatever, but it's the closest I've ever seen in an RPG. Like, it, I, I used to make excuses for Fallout, and they were excuses because it was garbage. This is feels really good. I mean, not just the shooting, because this isn't a, a, a competitive multiplayer game, okay? Yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not fighting other people. But, like, the reload animations, the variety of guns. Fallout 3, okay, had hardly any costumes or guns, okay? Thank God that uh, New Vegas had more. This has so many outfits. And, I mean, you might have to go to check some lockers or go to some different stores that you find. The guns you're just gonna find, okay? So which I love ships, the weapon uh, wheel too. Of when you're selecting how many yeah. different guns you can pick, it's super convenient because yeah. I was worried about that. Yeah, yeah, you can oh, do yeah, it real you have quick. To have that. I yeah. even do different medicine. It's not just med packs. I'll do Me certain too. ones that mm -hmm. like boost certain things. Yeah, yeah, I love that wheel. It's necessary. You yes, know what I'm you have yes, to have yes, that. yes. Yeah. Um. So I said on last episode is the gameplay like the actual gunplay. It yes, it's not a Doom, a Wolfenstein, a Call of Duty. Oh no, 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 no. but it's also leaps and bounds, like you said, from Fallout. So it it, it yeah. feels. I just said like a normal video game. I don't know. It's just like it's average at shooting, I mean, but because of how many gun options and how many, how much just variety it has, and how you can take yeah. down enemies. That's where the fun comes in and be, ends up being a lot more fun than just the straight, okay, yes, the control of the gun could be better, I guess, but you don't really think about that much because it's more about really cool RPG shooting stuff. So think more on the levels of, uh, I don't know, you know, like when you were playing, um, 
the ASCX uh, Mass Effect, uh, right? Let's, oh, let's Mass think Effect. Mass Effect, right? Like let's think like Mass Effect two or three. It got a lot more action focused, and there was still shooting with him. But even this is better gameplay than Mass Effect by a pretty large margin. Like, yeah, I think I, it had pretty good gameplay, but I think the visceral experience of the sounds and the feel of the guns and the reloads and everything were not even remotely as good. As well, it, I, I'm comparing to what was around it, right? So let's say Mass Effect 2, right? Sure. Yes, it was an okay third-person shooter or whatever, I guess. But if you were to stick it next to Gears of War, you know what I'm saying? Even at that time, yeah. Gears of War would blow it out of the water. It's not even close. For sure. So oh, that, yeah, that's totally. what I'm trying to say is it's like, it's like, you know, it's better than Mass Effect was, but a lot of time has passed. But it's kind of in that realm of like, sure, it's well, an okay Have you game, ever, Deus Ex Ex Machina, the newer ones, you know? Though, yeah. I think it's like that. Like that it feels better, like that. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was an RPG too. It was just, it yeah. was more focused on just a couple categories, but yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a actually really good comparison. You know what's hilarious? <laughs> the voice actor for the main character in those two games, he is Sam Coe, okay? And what's funny is you can wow. kind of tell if you really Well, I know. know now, now that you said, it makes total right, sense. But, yeah. but he doesn't lean towards that Solid Snake type of voice like mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. he did in X Machine. He he actually sounds more like uh, Nathan Fillion in Firefly to me, even though it's the actor from... But yeah, he does, you can tell a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what are some things that not not just bad onboarding, right? Because that can be oh, yeah, yeah, divisive. Okay. But let's just outright say the things you don't like about the game. Outside, outside of like, well, it doesn't explain this to you, right? Is there anything you just don't like about the game? There's only one thing other than me trying to use all these examples of things you should know how to do. Um, <laughs> and, and that's the game's fault, not yours. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, yeah, the only thing I that took me out of immersion so far, and like I said, there's a little bit of, you know, where I crashed a couple times, but it's been very, I like the game so much more that that doesn't bother me at all, because I've had to deal with that crap before. <laughs> um, some people, that might be the end of it, but uh, I don't know anything else that I can do this kind of stuff in. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, there, I was at this one thing, or I, I'm trying to be vague so I don't ruin too much, but you're at this mission, and it's like this... Um, business type of place okay and you're there and there's a special vip area where this person is and you're following a, a a fugitive okay that's in that area and they don't want to at the business they don't want you to be able to go in there even though you're a cop um probably because they pay enough blah 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 so you find a way in there okay and you go in there it's really cool it's like a movie you know or a tv show or anything i haven't like seen dead. this so this so is all to be vague, but there's yeah because this could happen in lots of other missions this is just yeah. one specific, but anyway you go in there, there's, there's like a person that works there is dead, you know, and you're like, oh, crap, you know, this person knew I was on to them and they killed him and they're getting away or whatever. So you have to do detective work and it's all this stuff. So anyway, huh. that was awesome. That okay. was awesome. That sounds the really only, cool. This is the, only, the thing that was, was immersion breaking for me, this is the only time I found it so far in the game, is I go back out there and I realize, yeah, these people are dicks. They were paying the butt. I could have maybe found a way to coerce them into letting me in there, but I failed the checks for the talking, you know. So I found a different way in. Anyway, I go out there to try to tell them this wing of your business, you know, has a dead person. Like, you should probably know to, like, clean it up the investigation <laughs> and everything, you know. And, no, it was acting like I never even went in there at all. Like, it was acting like all these people still oh, want to help you in my investigation. Wow. How to get find this fugitive. And it's huh. like, why are you still stuck on? They, they just expect you to go, whoever made that level, 
just expects me to go, oh, I got my information where the guy is, so I'm just going to run away and go find them. And the rest and, of the world didn't react, because usually they would, know. but yeah. I guess there's some pockets. I guess there's some pockets where they just yeah. don't. Okay. Not okay. that one, they didn't. But this that hasn't happened to me yet, so I, I don't know. That's inexcusable to me, because yeah. that is immersion-breaking in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, However, yeah. people have mentioned some things that this game is definitely not. They are trying to do all these other things that are really cool and, and adventuring and, and awesome and, and, and immersion, but, like, it's not GTA. So, because it's not GTA, you're not going to go in New Atlantis and, uh, you know, point a gun at somebody and everyone's going to freak oh, out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, I've you seen know. a lot of people make fun of that, of, like, I can't shoot people in the streets. Like, it's not that type of game. They'll <laughs> still freak out that. on you if you do a certain thing, but you're right, it's yeah. not that type of game. Here, here's another example real quick. That uh, Bethesda Game Studios game is different than GTA. So who knows about the next GTA, okay? But all the past ones, this is what kids also need to realize. They probably shouldn't be playing the game if they are, you know, about how it's not real life, okay? There was a guy in GTA 4 that was like a, a guy that was talking, you know, like some religious crazy stuff. And I'm not against religion, okay? But he yeah, was yeah, the street talker yeah. guy. He annoyed the crap out of me. So every morning I would get up and I would stab him to death and I would go do a thing, okay? And... <laughs> And, and, and an ambulance comes and uses magic shock paddles and no one no one ever dies in gta ever they always come back to life because after you kill them the yeah. shock paddles come yeah. and they come back to life and that's the best example of why you would know that because that guy's a specific person mm -hmm. so now in skyrim there's a guy doing that it's the exact same thing in a city and um i don't normally do this stuff i am a good guy usually i do not do bad stuff you, you can you can do all these different things okay yeah um but I found him. I didn't want to get in trouble with the cops and everything. So I, I went into his house at night and stabbed him to death. So I didn't have to hear him every damn time I went to that town. Because <laughs> he's bugging the shit out of me. So, you know, that's one of the differences. He stays dead. You know, GTA does not happen. You got away but with it. There are a lot least, of really right? cool things about GTA. Yeah, what? You definitely got away with it, right? I did, yeah. Okay. I was just making sure you didn't get caught. That's all. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. no. Oh, oh, one thing people complain about with this game, too, uh, that you have to learn about because they don't tell you is. So Sarah and Sam, okay, are very moral type people, okay? So, oh, I already know what really you're mad. getting at. Yeah, <laughs> they However, will be nagging about... over this yeah. or that of what you're doing, and so, so that's why. Things... <laughs> yes, the two other things you can do. One is there is a way to go to a lot of bars throughout the galaxy, and if you look with your, you're going to want to use that scanner for everything okay you don't want to stand it like batman okay but you want you bring it out for a lot of things and like if you're at a bar it'll just say civilian civilian minor whatever it'll say some specialist like an engineer or something that's someone you can recruit to be your companion yeah. to go on with your missions or be on your ship or be at your outpost or whatever so you can get those people and some of them might not give a crap barrett and yeah but again some of them don't care some do though and how do you even know until it happens and it's like do you exactly. risk it and exactly but you can always repair the relationship or make it worse so some of them do not care they're fine with it uh vasco i does not care and barrett I yeah the, ro care. the the robot doesn't care barrett i think people have found he's ways for him to middle. care but he's yeah. very little on the care but i right. think some things he will care about but and the anja uh, or what her name is the the one that's like a special forces yeah. badass girl she i don't think she gives a shit so <laughs> Just there's options, just so people know for whatever yeah, your gameplay yeah. style is. It's not. Just well, I think it's just more of some people care a lot and some people care a little, and you just have to roll yeah. with the people that. Well, if you look at that, pretty much agree too, with how you play, right? There's like, guys and girls. If you look at that, because the dating thing, yeah, that care yeah. or don't care. Not yeah, to mention, yeah. people can be gay or not gay. So there's yeah, all kinds of options. Yeah. 
Now, I did the option right when I started the game. I was going through my perks. I didn't I didn't look enough into this game to know what the perks were outside of that initial video, but I forgot them. Anyway, I'm mentioning yeah. the fact of yeah. when I was looking through, good. I saw the admiring fan. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I start yeah. thinking about it. And I was like, dude, I'm actually going to pick him. And I'm going to have this perk because I would love to just have somebody not care about what I do. Because I kind of figured yeah, they would do this in this game. And they yeah. definitely did. Way more yeah. than I even imagined. But yeah. Admiring Fan just nullifies. He doesn't care what you do. He's actually, as you're killing people, he's like, Oh, you're great at killing people. <laughs> <laughs> Praising you as you're just mowing people down. So Well, that's that sense uh, of humor too. Yeah. I mean, it's not as extreme as Fallout is, but they still have a lot of sense of humor in this game. Yeah, I think it's yeah, even more yeah. than Skyrim. Yeah. But <laughs> So you could do the modern really cool. fan or you can do the robot. And uh yeah, just wanted to mention that. Uh something I don't like about the game, I was asking you because I can't think of one outside of just the game not telling you this or that right that's the only thing i can anything revolves the around being seven out of ten or eight out of ten yeah yeah but but the graphics like i don't know could they be better i mean sure i would like them to be but at the same time it's like that just feels like an impossible ask so i just don't care about but it if you only do but maybe if i maybe if i just really thought about it yes maybe if I, you only do like the like what a linear game would be if you just do that little amount yeah. don't explore or push some buttons or it's a lot easier to make around. it look better <laughs> right and that's what i'm saying so people just do that yeah. they're like well this is nonsense why don't they make it look like that this is ridiculous they don't know unless they play more of the game to, or watch videos and people talk about it or whatever i'm just too much into the video game industry to just to already know i shouldn't be expect you do i'm just saying a lot of gamers uh might not <laughs> yeah, so i'm giving yeah, them a grain yeah. of salt but yeah yeah so that is really I, the yeah, reason why yeah because yeah, yeah. they couldn't do other features without it and a lot of people have a yeah. hard time believing because they'll be like well look at witcher 3 though and that is a phenomenal game it does not do what they're doing here yeah, yes it's an yeah. rpg yes it's open world you can't even make your own character i mean yeah they they, they did Cyberpunk's even different, and they pushed that farther where there was it was closer to a Bethesda game. Well, and that's why there was so many problems because there's so much going on. Because it's new, yeah, and you it's not easy to do. It's not easy. easy Bethesda's been doing it for a long time, so yeah, they have since the '90s. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, but for a first attempt, it was actually pretty good, and now it's great. So, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it it definitely was a hard climb. So, you know, they 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 showed the whole world how hard it is you know exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love cd project red but I, <laughs> that didn't surprise me a lot of people are like oh my god the world's i mean i'm like not it's harder than you think at bud. all it's very hard yeah <laughs> yeah if you want to do that yeah. kind of simulation yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right well uh i just wanted to leave this discussion on on mm-hmm. t- well we got two things here real quick one bethesda just announced uh a bunch of like game fixes and updates that they're you're expecting to be having soon. So I wanted to go over that. So here's a tweet that they posted. It's been a few days at this point, maybe even a week. I, I don't remember this. Let's say I think it's a few days. Anyway, uh, this is at Bethesda Studios on Twitter, which I guess now is X cringe. But uh, first, an enormous <laughs> thank you to all of you playing Starfield and your support. We are absolutely blown away by the response and 
all you love about the game. We're also reading all of your great feedback on what you'd like to see improved or added to the game. This is a game we'll be supporting for years and years to come. So please, please keep all the feedback coming. Even though we don't get your request immediately, we'd love to in the future, like city maps. Our priority initially oh, yeah. is making sure any top blogger bugs or stability issues are addressed and adding quality of life features that many are asking for. Before I even continue, there's a few things to even pick from this. One, there's some, they're, 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 they're making a statement that they're going to support this game for years to come. So just know that that's a thing, right? Uh, two, know the fact that they're well aware of the city map things and they're going to be definitely addressing that, which is yeah, great because yeah. I want that. You know, I don't I know why anyone that. wouldn't want that, but um, it was, it's a little cool. Like, because I don't have it, I'm starting to appreciate like learning the city a lot more and being Grand like, three was like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, it's kind of neat. Right. But overall, like I still would just like the option and they should put it in. Right. But I, sure. I, I can understand a little bit on it not being a big priority. Cause it is a little neat not having one, but anyway, um, let's move on though. But this, uh, this first update is a small hot fix targeted at the few top issues we are seeing. After that, expect a regular interval of updates that have top community requested features, including brightness and contrast controls, HDR calibration menu, and FOV slider. FOV slider is a big deal. Um, NVIDIA DLSS support. When I did Starfill episode, I want to say last week, I made a mistake. I said it had DLSS support. It didn't. It was just a mod that I saw, and so I just assumed. Anyway, um, has ultra-wide support for 32.9 monitor, and then an eat button for the food, which that is cool. I've been wanting that. That way you don't have to pick up the item, go into inventory, eat it. You could just eat it right there on the fly. That's a neat touch. I like that. Um, Especially when they only give you three health, yeah. Yes, right? That's so little yeah. of health. It's like even Small 10 down, is nothing, yeah. but like, yeah. come on. Anyway. We're also working closely with NVIDIA, AMD, and our Intel on driver support, and each update will include stability and performance improvements. Again, I, I've seen some people say this game isn't, like, great on, um, I guess, the way it runs and all that, but I think it's totally fine. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's not, it's, let's say it's not great, but it's it's good. I don't really have any too big of problems with with the way it performs or the the parts it may need if you are trying to have like a big PC rig, it's pretty lenient on you not having to have that that high spec. So I'm 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 not there with that. Anyway, additionally, we are working on this is the most important thing to me in this whole this whole bit. Additionally, we are working on our built-in mod support called Creations that will work across all platforms, similar to what we've done with Skyrim and Fallout Four. This full support is planned to launch early next year. Until then, we know our PC community is already very active in the modding space. And if you have any feedback on how we can make this better, please let us know. Modding and creating in our games will always be a vital and important part of who we are. And we love seeing the community get off to a strong start. Keep the feedback coming. We really do read it all. And thank you again for taking a part of this journey with us. Bethesda Game Studios. Now, uh, the modding stuff, it coming to console... 
that is gigantic because with Skyrim and Fallout 4, I didn't mess around with them, but they had a lot of limitations. So I would assume those limitations aren't going to be nearly as strict as what they were back on like the Fallout 4 mods if you ever messed with them. But there was still plenty, even with those restrictions, it was still totally worth having. There was a lot of really cool stuff you could apply just on your console of just making the game perform better, having a lot more options of just all these creations. I mean... If you played Bethesda games, you're well aware of the mods, even if you've only ever played on console. Like, it's just too big of a thing in the the gaming atmosphere when it comes to Bethesda and mods. It's very important. And there's the first thing my brother thinks about with any of their games. He's just excited about that 90% more than anything else. Yeah. And he plays on PC. But for me, I've always been super fine with vanilla because it was enough for me uh, that I didn't care as much. Um, but well, it's thinking about, about stuff like city maps. Let's say they didn't do want to do city maps. Well, somebody can make to support city maps and put in the game. Now you yeah. have them that somebody else created. You will find yeah. things that you genuinely like of like a quality of life improvement somebody made. And it's not even just a one person. It's usually like maybe a hundred well, people worked on it over a few months. It ends up being a really cool addition to the game that you genuinely they do make love good to, stuff. to get. And so. I'm sure with the console, and they're even getting better with the PC, with the quality control, because that's what yeah. I care about. I don't need it to be perfect. Like I said, there's glitches in the vanilla that I don't... But I know in PC, in like older school games, you would have mods. And you had to really test the crap out of them. Because if you use yeah, one or yeah, two, yeah. they might not be too bad. You had to look at reviews. But if you use 12 of them together... You gotta be careful. Exactly. Things nowadays aren't nearly as bad with all of that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, That's like, exciting. You should fool around with it so you can get an idea of how it's gonna be. Uh do you install Fallout 4 on your Xbox? I mean, you got a Series X. Uh give it a shot. Right when you open up the game, go into the mod section on console and just look at all I the will. stuff they have. Uh you'll yeah. be really surprised and you'll be like, hey, like I That's think cool. you would be in full support of uh starfield mods if you just were to check that out so just just you know a suggestion there because There's, i think you would enjoy it i'm gonna do that i totally yeah. am yeah the um i could talk about the procedural stuff and all these different things like if we ever get to do another episode but there's two yeah. things i really and then i'll just shut up and you can do whatever you want with finish it two things i really want people to know about though like one hopefully you know about this stuff already but one is the selling um the research from surveying because surveying is a pretty in-depth thing where you have to go you're trying to find out what minerals are there in case you do care about getting them or mining them or whatever but a lot of it is like you go and you have to look at all the animals you have to look at all the um, plants but not only that a lot of times it'll be one to three or whatever special things kind of like the grand canyon on earth or whatever you know and you have to find those also and then it finishes it it's fully surveyed when it is you can sell it okay to anybody but also there's this guy uh, at the lodge or in the eye, that satellite called Vlad, okay? And he'll give you way more money for that stuff. So to do that, uh, it's in your notes, like a book. Yeah. You can't just go up to him and he'll know. Like a lot of games are like that. You just go, well, I did the stuff. Why aren't you giving me the stuff for it? You have to go in your notes and it'll be called those planets' names or whatever. So another thing, though, since that's so time-consuming, you have to be really in the mood to really explore, you know, just completely explore like a NASA person. Um, if you go to Gas Giants, they're automatically 100% because you can't land on them. Oh, well, so, well hold, hold on. back to the Vlad stuff with the journal things. Yeah. The game is good about that, though. It actually does tell you you have to do that. That's so good. I don't, want, I don't want people thinking that that isn't the case. It does actually tell you you have to it's, do that. Uh, well, I remember him. 
them telling me about selling it to him, but I didn't remember the notes thing. But I does I could have missed that. Okay, so it did. It did. Good. It Most did tell me. I remember that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyway. that's an easy way to make money uh, in the beginning of the game. Obviously, you only want to go to places that are like ten levels above you or below. You know, you don't want to go to the crazy high level areas. But if you go there and just do the gas giants, like you can make a lot of money to do stuff it's pretty easy you know on top of other ways to make money with loot or whatever you know but like well you can find little things along you know you go to whatever city and you'll find a little what station there that'll have missions on it for whatever faction mm -hmm. you can just those are awesome right too. in there those are really good so that's another way of accepting those yeah yeah there's a lot of ways to make experience and money absolutely you could yeah. just be walking but, over here something pay attention talk to them and accept something you know uh-huh yeah, yeah well when it comes to that stuff and when it comes to the mission boards too okay besides just like the factions and the and the main mission and all these like super critique these other things are critiqued to a point too but they started doing this it might have even been before skyrim but i heard about in interviews with skyrim okay they like they'll those things like the mission boards or just overhearing something from somebody yeah it has an algorithm that generates this stuff takes like a dozen different things that they want Ooh, really to make a yeah, and it'll be that. like it's handcrafted. It'll be like okay. it's handcrafted. Because it feels it's handcrafted. handcrafted. Oh, a lot of those, yeah, wow. they're that good. But it also takes into account you haven't been to this planet yet. You haven't been to this city yet. And it'll like make oh, it tailored to that cool. to get you to go there. It does all those things. So that's why this game is never ending. That's the way Skyrim was too. Wait, 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 how did you stuff. find this information? They just said it in developer vlogs that they had? Where did yeah, they where did you see Skyrim. this? You saw this? Yeah, interviews for Skyrim with Tom. Oh, 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 oh. So this isn't even new. Okay. This isn't they new to Starfield. They've been doing it since Skyrim. I didn't know this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is Neat. to make, like, stuff not so generic. You know, I mean, yeah, you're going to have some fetch yeah. quests. But it's a lot of it is seems very handcrafted when it's it's not, so it's, like, never-ending. Well, it's just like, it technically is, and then it's just an algorithm applied yes. to handcraftedness. That's Correct. what's going on. And they, yeah, they work yeah. really hard at it, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... So, like, if you do the ranger stuff for the three star, okay, for like in okay. Cheyenne or whatever, if you do the main faction, that's all super handcrafted. But if you go to the mission board, like, oh. those are not, and like some of them will. It was really good. I mean, one but of the coolest of them, missions was that. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Some of them are like it's written. Yeah, it's not always Dang. just go kill this guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, then the last I'm one. I'm impressed. This anyway. <laughs> this is it. This isn't as long. You kind of blew my mind, though. I didn't. I did not realize this because I guess I'm, this is why they're yeah. my favorite studio. Man. Yeah, <laughs> but so um, no. The other thing that hopefully you already know, but like if you are 200, 250 meters from your ship, you can go into in the menus to your ship where you can see your crew and your cargo and all that stuff. Go into the okay. cargo and you can take stuff out or put it in. It's not just the shops or whatever. You can do that, so you don't have to go into your cockpit and go to that little green screen to do it. Oh. So that saves a ton of time. You have to do that. Oh, now you can go in. You that. can look okay. at your ship's cargo from anywhere. Yeah. Where you I won't knew be that. able to take stuff out or put it in. Okay. But if okay. you're like 200, 250 meters from it, you can. So yeah, that. Okay. If you want to run okay. up, do that quick, and then go. That's life saving when you're cool. doing some when you're really full of loot. Yeah. Well, I mean, any last thing you just want to touch on before we uh, move on to the next segment here with Rudy? go on to a whole nother stream of whatever so that was the big thing of those okay, two that i wanted okay, to okay, okay and i'm glad i got to fit that story thing in how they get you to go other places you haven't been and all that yeah kind of yeah 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 no so i'm straight i have nothing more to add i mean i just want to tell people i guess um i'm completely blown away i'm completely captivated by this game more so than i 
may I actually actually have never been this in terms of how long I've been playing every day. Usually I'll jump to other stuff. You know, I'll play stuff for a few months. I'll beat it, right? Move on, whatever. And I'll be playing a few games at a time. I haven't played anything but this. I tried two things out last night just so I could talk on something other than Starfield, but I went right back to playing Starfield. So I, 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 I have yet to move on from Starfield since September 1st. It's, what, the 18th of recording? So yeah, I, I, I've never went this far. Even with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I was obsessed over. That lasted about a week, and I've never done that before. Now I'm like what two almost two and a half weeks and i'm still just playing through because wow. i keep seeing so many new things constantly and they're really impressing me it doesn't feel generic it doesn't feel like i'm talking to this person go kill three boars and bring me back the skins that's yeah. what that's just what most rpgs give you and it's just yeah. like come on yeah. but this is so interesting in every yeah. side mission main mission every aspect is really yeah. interesting stories being told. It's immersive. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. So okay, okay. So the one thing that we talked about before, and then I'll be done, is uh, the new game plus thing we were talking about. You know, where the oh the yeah, 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 yeah. So what that guy said is true about like hasn't really started until it started. Okay, and so there's a lot of really cool stuff about that. Um, and also when you see people go to like, well, they're like new game plus ten or something like that. That is not like they did like everything you've done like in your first playthrough or whatever you can rush to get to the next new game plus well when you start new game plus do you still have your items how does that work okay so how that works is you have you're still you so you have all your experience okay. so all you're leveling up all your stuff but you have nothing else so it really is okay. like starting okay. over okay. okay okay and then there's story stuff also that adds to it but the only warning i want to have because there's nothing wrong with doing it and it, it is a really cool story and everything okay However, the reason why I don't think you should rush through it like they're telling some people to do, okay, is the only thing I know about so far, because there could be other things. There's a lot of really cool stuff, but your characters, the Constellation people, yeah, I don't know if this will be your first New Game Plus or it's your seventh one, okay? But eventually, they get screwed with. So you might not be able to do all their side quests and have Ooh, a relationship with them. Okay, cool okay. So that's why you want to you wanna do all that stuff like your first playthrough okay, because it's, okay. uh, the rest of the world will stay the same, even though you got to start over, but that might get screwed with it. That's going to piss you off if you didn't do that stuff. So, okay. 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 That's the best thing. I don't want to be any, you know, but, but I that. should, I should definitely finish the consolation stuff is what you're saying. Yeah. Cause it can okay. get screwed with. I mean, yeah. I was going to anyway, but it's good to know yeah. that I shouldn't even later because there's okay. really good uh you know they've done this other game too like mass effect and stuff like that but like you, you become enough friends with the character and they want you to go do this thing to help them out with and some of those are really cool man okay. like i did sarah's and that was really cool so i <laughs> speaking of it i was going to just pick sarah and even when i first got the russian accent girl what's her name starts with an a you were saying mm -hmm. it earlier anyway i can't remember her name but andrasia i think but yeah andrea I think that's it. Yeah, Drea. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Andrea. Um, I didn't like her at first, but she's grown on me a lot, and now I bring her with me everywhere, and I'm really yeah. invested into her. But I was gonna yeah. go with Sarah beforehand, but now, well, now, I'm I'm married now, to Sarah now, and I'm still gonna hang uh, out with Andrea, not to <laughs> not to sleep with her, but but because I want to do her side story. And get to yeah. Know her. Yeah, 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 and she is um, awesome. Yeah. 
it's nothing to take away from Sarah because like she is really a good character. She is just somehow Andrea just is better. I don't know. Well, they all have these amazing backstories. <laughs> yes, yes. But if you get know. to know them more, it's really interesting. It's not just like yeah. this fluff character. But yeah. again, I didn't go far enough. Now I'm going so far to Andrea. I don't. Maybe Sarah does have a lot of co- more cool things. I don't know yet. Right? I'm sure that's the case. Well, so. do, do you know the TV shows and the movies? Like I said, Firefly and Yellowstone. Okay. There's also like Starship Troopers, Aliens. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Total Recall. Uh, exactly. There's a bunch of them where, and I'm not even saying like Interstellar, Moon, Interstellar. Um, yeah, uh, and some of that's the feel, but some of it's specific things that you can do that are so like that. Straight you know, so up many... references, like yeah, not like not I don't know, not like a not like a theme of something, but a genuine no. pull from it. It feels like. Yeah, right. Well, it's not like everything work. from Total Recall, and it's not like yeah. when you first play the game, you're like, "Wow, this is total." No, no, no. But you but, will like, see you Mars? gadgets that look similar to what they did in the respective True. fields. That's how I well, like. There's this it. one gun that's like almost—it's not exact, but it's really close to the gun from Blade Runner. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, totally yeah. Blade Runner. And then exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, total Recall though, Mars is like—it's not like trying to be Total Recall, but like it's a mining thing. And the way it, the it totally is, feels is like, like total recall. Totally like total recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just tons of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and total recall actually is like one, if I'm going to choose like an eighties movie that I just really, really like, I do always go there. I love total recall anyway. All right. Uh, but yeah, that'll do right, it. And yeah. then let's, let's, let's get into news. <laughs> All right. Nate's now gone. We talked a lot on Starfield. <laughs> yeah. Rudy's back. Hey guys. Did you have anything you wanted to say on Starfield before we leave the topic? Well, last time we talked, I got a good amount of info from you that really actually made me really want to play the game. And okay. I kind of left it at that because there are so many damn games right now that I'm like, okay, last thing I need is another, what, 100 plus hour uh, game to play right now. So I think I'm going to listen back to the conversation you guys had and really, uh, it'll probably get me excited, I'm sure. So I can only imagine the way you guys feel about it. So, yeah, we're going to talk on cyberpunk. It's not in the notes here, but Mm -hmm. when, when does the DLC come out? I believe it's the 20, is it 22nd? Hold on. Let me double check. Yeah. I was saving it. That's what it was. I was saving it for our new game watch talking on it then. Cause as well as Resident Evil 4 separate ways, we could talk on both of that whenever we get to new game watch. But I did want to mention the only reason I'm bringing up cyberpunk because the DLC coming is reviews, right? People have played it now. It comes out the 26 and it's clearly in a really, really good shape. I see that. And I really want to play it. But before this DLC drops, at least in the state that it was prior, even after many updates, I feel Starfield is still a much better, impressive open world game than Cyberpunk. But that is before playing this DLC. You see what I mean? Gotcha. Maybe yep. things could change. Well, it seems like the DLC also like completely overhauled the game itself, right? Yeah. So if you're new to Cyberpunk, this is going to be a great experience, I guess. In my current state, like I'm like, oh, I'm far more impressed with Starfield than I was even with Starfield after many patches kind of deal. But who knows? This this big new update could change the game dramatically. So we'll see. Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, we had a Nintendo Direct. We had a PlayStation State of Play. 
So yeah. there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Nintendo's was a lot meatier. At, I think 31 games. And yeah, PlayStation's was like 12 or 13, I want to say, which isn't bad. That's like normal amount. It's just Nintendo unloaded a bunch. Did you watch the whole Nintendo Direct? I did watch it. Yep. Okay. I mean, overall thoughts before we get into what was actually announced. So in terms of like volume, I thought it was great, right? I had a lot of stuff. Overall, I thought it was pretty good. It's just there was a bunch of stuff that I personally... You know, I was not that interested in, but I think it's great that they have so much. There are a few things that really uh, stood out to me, though. So we'll definitely um, definitely get to that in a minute. So what, I feel what, like, what are you giving it letter grade? Uh, probably give it like a B. Okay. That was pretty decent. There was one or two things that I completely did not expect that I came away from it like, oh, man, I want to play that. And that doesn't happen that much. So I, so I was really happy about that. Okay. 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 I'm giving this... It's hard because there's a few really major things for me here that are gigantic, right. but right. there it was so full of content. So much of it was stuff that like I didn't care much about, right? So like, uh-huh. I guess a B. Like I'm I'm with you on a B. Yeah, um, if a I and if I'm giving this a B, and we jump over and think on like Sony's side, I'm giving that like a C. Uh, gotcha. There wasn't really anything. All the stuff Sony showed was stuff we already knew um, outside of like, you know, a few things, but it wasn't anything like big or major. You know, we didn't get like a big game drop that, whoa, I didn't know this was <laughs> happening. Right. That didn't happen uh, with on Nintendo. We actually got a few of those, at least for me. So, sure, um, sure. so if I I'm agree. giving Nintendo B, I'm throwing, you know, C, C minus at a PlayStation there. Yep. That's fair. Anyway, all right, but let's get into the Nintendo Direct here. All right. This is in order of as it showcased to us as we're going through the Direct. Right. I guess I'll list two, you list two, since there's okay. a lot here. Sounds so, good. Splatoon 3 Expansion Pass Wave 2 side order. Nintendo kicked off the showcase with the upcoming Splatoon 3 Wave 2 content. It featured a stark roguelike mode where the protagonist heads up the floors of a tower and elevator, fights against random enemy spawns, and chooses from a selection of power-ups in between each floor. It's designed to be a long-lasting, repeatable experience. Uh, in arriving spring 2024. To me, this sounds incredible. I'm a big yeah. Splatoon fanatic, and I know we were just talking about me not liking roguelikes, right. but... I love Splatoon and Rogue Light is the light version of Rogue Game to where uh, you still make progress even after you die, which this game, which this is clearly going to do. The other flip of that where it's Rogue like to where it's straight up like it's like the game Rogue to where you die, you get nothing after the fact and you start all over fresh, right? I don't like those. But if I have something that I'm getting, even if it's a little, that alone is enough for me to want to keep going. I'm not even trying to get stuff that would help my character perform better the next time around. Mm-hmm. I don't even really like that. I just liked getting something, period. Right. That, right. That's that's all I mean. To be honest, I kind of wish it wouldn't be upgrade to the character the next time I go around. I just want it to be more like maybe unlockables and other things or maybe new skins new something i just want to be making some sort of progress as i keep pouring hours into it even if it's not helping me in that current run right 
So anyway, that's just how I am with these roguelike, roguelite things. So I just went yeah, on a tangent fair. there. But in general, a Splatoon version of that, really, really, really cool. I'm I'm very excited about that. Definitely be playing it. So awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm excited that they're really have been supporting this game so so well for so many you know bunch of years. You know, I, I mean, excuse me, this is the new one, but I mean the franchise yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. good, so good about doing that. So. Yeah, they've been really strong. Um, even though Nintendo's network as a whole is pretty bad, but Splatoon right. is definitely the outlier. And that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, well, I guess Mario Kart, right? But that's you true. Know, those that's true. two are are slamming it. So Mario vs. Donkey Kong. So this was my big. Oh my god, I'm so hyped! Yeah. Which sounds really dumb, but I'm telling you that Donkey Kong '94 game that came out on original Game Boy, sure, awesome. one of my all-time favorites. I've mentioned it a lot of times, probably on this show, but I really like that game. Uh, this was the sequel to that, and it's called Marvel vs. Donkey Kong, and it was on Game Boy Advance. Well, this is basically sort of remake reimagining of that right they're just taking that and they're just adding a lot more content making a like it's not like they took that game and remade it it's i guess a spiritual successor sure kind of level yeah i got kind of vibes of a little bit of both you know so that's cool though i was excited too i was like man i haven't played this in forever yeah i I didn't know you ever even played them yeah i did back in the day when i got a game boy advance it was um I remember just playing the heck out of it. Because so they looks dumb. Me looking at this game from the outside, if I wouldn't have played these games before, the least bit excitement, right? I, it looks very boring, very slow, puzzle game, whatever. And I'm just like, nah, I'm good, right? But I promise you, give it a shot. Because I just randomly gave it a shot as well. I, I just remember being pretty young and just buying a random Game Boy game and getting really lucky. Is pretty much what happened. I was not expecting to find that gym. So, yeah, 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 for real. Like, forget what you think about the game and, uh, you know, give it a try. So, whether that's going and emulating the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance game and seeing what you think about it so you can be excited on this or not, however, you can find your way of playing those, do so, you know, because uh, I feel you're going to instantly be swollen on how good this game is. So, anyway, I agree. Mario vs. Donkey Kong, the puzzle platformer series that pits Mario against Donkey Kong in a series of brain-twisting 2D elemental puzzles is making a comeback on Nintendo Switch. Mario vs. Donkey Kong sports a brand new 3D art style and retains the toy aesthetics of the series. You can play in a single player and co-op mode. First of all, mm, co-op mode. Nice. I didn't realize that. Okay, cool. Mario vs. Donkey Kong is releasing on the 16th of February, 2024. Also, I want to say before anything else is they're clearly just unloading whatever they're going to release on the Switch platform, and they're saving all of the actual, like, what's the next Zelda, what's the next Metroid, all that, to when we see that console release, right? One day we'll see Metroid, one day. It feels that way when you see these announcements. They're all like smaller stuff or remakes. There's nothing that took a team, you know, five years to make. Five you know years, I mean? yeah, yeah. It, it's yep. nothing like yep. that up in here. And, right, uh, right. So I, I'm assuming all of that's being poured into the new console, right? I would assume so. Yep. Yep. And one random thought I just had too. What do you think is going to happen with Mario Kart? Why wouldn't yeah. they have it on the next system? 
but what we'll, you know, port it over, right? I don't yeah, know. I don't, man, they're not just going to port it over. You, you, that's that's you the second time that they would pour. I don't it. know. I don't know, man. I'm just thinking like the game is so huge and popular and so <laughs> Super Smash Bros. that if they don't yeah. have the new game ready when the new system launches, they're like, man, we're missing out. We need to move this. The new again. games are going to have to either be huge departures in a very new right. and fresh way or right. just more ultimate version. More. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so a little anyway yeah but uh right. you can hit these next two all right so then we got prince of persia the lost crown a new trailer for ubisoft's upcoming prince of persia reboot was then shown it's a 2d combat platform that looks very flashy and features demanding fights you know i've been hearing about this for a long time it's not really on my mind it's like whatever when it comes out it comes out i guess <laughs> we'll see how it turns out i really have no idea what to expect and then we got horizon chase 2 which is a cartoonish arcade racing game with single player and four player multiplayer um, it's available right now. All right, that's cool. I've seen yeah. people talk about those games a lot. I've never actually tried them myself, though. So, so have you ever played a Prince of Persia game? I have. Yep, I played Sands of Time, and then I think I played the next one, and then I kind of fell off after that. Uh, it's it's not Two Towers, but it's something. I don't I know, know what it's called. It's like Twins. So I don't know. Whatever. I'm whatever. I've never been like, oh, right. I'm going to Prince of Persia. I don't really care too right. much. Right, me neither, yep. But this looks very different. This looks like a Metroidvania. Yes. So, yeah. Different vibe, for sure. I might check it out. Just got to see when it drops, you know. And then Horizon Chase 2, I did play the first one, and I do like it. I'm big into, like, racing games or whatever, and this is a fun arcade racer. They're cheap. I want to say 20 bucks maximum. Um, it's available now, by the way, too. And something, I do something good think, to have on your Switch. I do think they're actually good quality games, though. Just needed yeah. to mention that. Yep. This ain't some okay. cheap little whatever thing. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Super Crazy Rhythm Castle. Uh, new multiplayer rhythm game from Konami and features several tracks from Konami games like Beat Mania, Castlevania, and Gradius. Uh, is releasing the 14th of November. So it looked pretty neat. I wasn't like dying to play it or anything. I don't know. I, I need to actually just get my hands on it before I would feel like I care or not. What I saw was like, okay, that looks okay, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't really impressed that much. But yeah. Just yeah. the premise sounds really cool, though. Like a rhythm right. game of Konami tracks. That sounds really I neat. did. I did see this one. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Nothing I'm going crazy over, but yeah. Yeah. And then this Spy X Anya, Operation Memories. Popular anime series Spy X Family is getting a game revolving around the five year old character oh. Anya. It looks very charming. Spy Cross Anya is arriving sometime in 2024. All right. I mean, don't have much to say about that one. <laughs> yeah. Pass. <laughs> All right. But Super Mario RPG, the remake. An in-depth trailer for the upcoming remake of Super Mario RPG was shown, detailing its innovative, active turn-based battle system, as well as some of its involved boss fights. Super Mario RPG will release on me, it's the 17th of November, 2023. I'm very excited for this because, for somehow, I've played every single mainline Mario game and I've never played this game. I don't know why that is, but now I'm just waiting. I'm very excited. It looks great. I'm, I just can't wait. I'm super pumped for this. So. Uh, the Paper Mario games that came after it are basically the spiritual successors to this, right. but I don't think they're as good. Like, this is the wait. one, because that's Square Every Enix, where the other ones were just strictly Nintendo. Everyone talked so highly of this game, so yeah. I'm very excited for this to be my uh, 
my first experience with it. The only other game I could think of where the first time I ever played it was the remake uh, was Shadow of the Colossus. So th- okay. that game and this game are the two that I'm playing it for the well, first time. Well, see, Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> despite <laughs> what some people may say, right. it's a fine game. It, it has it has cool right, moments yeah. or anything. Sure. But this isn't like top tier Square Enix like level right. stuff here. I mean, right. they were just coming off the cusp of like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and all this mess. Like, sure, sure. You can't really compare that to Shadow of the Colossus, at least in my opinion. But yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I thought personally. I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but I like The Last Guardian way more than Shadow of the Colossus. And I know a lot Ooh, of people wow. didn't like that game, but I really love. I that honestly game. never played it. I it it turned me off just looking at it. But sure. maybe I should play it. I I loved I it know. so much, man. Okay. That was great. All right, uh, and then another next game is another code Reco- recollection. The Nintendo DS Adventure game, another code Two Memories, is making a return on Nintendo Switch. Another code is a puzzle and mystery revolving around protagonist Ashley at a mysterious island. The collection will also include its sequel, which was never released in the West. Another code recollection will be released on January nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Never played this. Look, look kind of interesting. Something I might might check out, maybe. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it, but I'm not hating on it. It, yeah, I just I like to see here's some cult classic DS game. That, right. Someone's um, excited about it out mm-hmm, there. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So Princess Peach Showtime. We got a title finally. Finally. Nintendo gave an in-depth look at the upcoming Princess Peach game, and it first announced in the previous Nintendo Direct. Formerly untitled, it's now Showtime and involves Peach traversing theater worlds and using a new star ribbon companion named Stella to assist her. The big gameplay hook here is that Peach will be able to transform while using different outfits and gain access to new abilities like a squash buckling outfit that lets her fight enemies with a sword, uh, Detective Peach, Kung Fu Peach, uh, Pastry Peach, are some of the others, and each will be accompanied by their own unique stages. It looks pretty delightful. Showtime will be released on the 22nd of March, 2023. It's cute. It's not for me, but I can't deny its cuteness. Yeah, it's (laughs) like a game that I'd probably play out of just obligation to like, oh, I gotta play all the the Mario (laughs) games, right? But we'll see. We'll see if it actually looks... I it looks more. really yeah. shallow to me, right, but so I don't far, know. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yep. All right. Saga Emerald Beyond. The underrated, first of all, I disagree. It is definitely not underrated. It's, I never <laughs> really liked the Saga RPG series. By the way, I took all of this because somebody made a really nice back-to-back-to-back summary of it all over at... Uh, Games Radar, I think, where I pulled this from. So, hmm. shout out to them. Anyway, they put underrated Saga RPG, and I was just like, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> series come from Square Enix and is making a return with a new entry. It features a new story and characters, branching paths, and a timeline-based, turn-based combat system. Saga Emerald Beyond is arriving sometime in 2024. Now, I will say, this compared to the previous in the series looks a lot better than those did um i just always thought there were really like not just generic but weak on top of it like generic is like okay what's the generic most generic jrpg you can think of where it hits all the traditions it'd be like dragon quest right but they do such a phenomenal job 
They do it so well, yeah. You know, and this is like, there's nothing that changes the game here. And it was pretty bad uh, uh, for me. You know, you move between different characters, but like, that wasn't even much of a gimmick because when you look at like Live Alive or any other JRPGs where you're moving between a lot of characters, um, there's an overall point to it. And uh-huh. uh, this just never happened. Anyway, there's that. But I think this actually looks pretty decent. So now I have like my eye on it at least. And, right. um, you know, I just want more information. But Fair I'm enough. a JRPG uh, fanatic and uh, maybe this will end up being good, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. All right. All right. Then we got Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered. The original Idols Tomb Raider trilogy from the 1990s is getting a remastered collection featuring both remastered and original graphics. All the expansions for the game are included. Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered will be released on February 14th, 2024. I mean, this is cool for people who want it. You know, obviously I've played these games a million times, so I don't really have any interest in um in returning. I still have to play Shadow of the Tomb Raider, to be honest, so... Yeah, but that's cool, you know, if anyone wants to revisit it. All right, and then we got Detective Pikachu Returns. A closer look at the upcoming Detective Pikachu sequel was shown with the trailer breezing through the title's gameplay loop of investigation, exploration, befriending Pokemon, and using their abilities to solve the ar- overarching mystery. Detective Pikachu Returns will be released on October 6, 2023. Um, I never played the first one. I saw the movie. It was kind of cool. It's not um, good. Well, I mean, I yeah. don't want to say it's not good. Let's just say it wasn't it's like I was like, four It wasn't like I loved it. It was just like it's fine. Whatever. I watched it with my kid. You know. Oh no no uh, the movie's great. Sorry. Oh yeah yeah. I meant the game. Oh you meant the game. I see. The game is incredibly basic meant for actual <laughs> babies to play. Uh, right right right. <laughs> so gotcha. don't expect much from this game. Yeah I'm not. Uh, but Tomb Raider one through three, it's pretty cool. Only for one thing, it's a remastered of a PS one game. And they like redid the character models and sort of like, I don't know. They did something to where like, it looks as if how your memories looked on the game. Mm, Okay. But still looks very like PS one. But then when you, if you actually went back and played on PS one, you would throw up immediately and you can't even like make out the eyes or arms or anything. I got Uh, you. But whenever you uh, look at this, like you're like, oh, it looks like a PS1 game just sort of cleaned up a little or whatever. Right. But they do, they wrote such a super good fine line, in my opinion, where like I've never quite seen a PS1 game in the style of a PS1 look this good. So I was a little impressed on that manner of it. Now, the actual games themselves, I mean, when I was a kid playing Tomb Raider 1 or 2 on PS1, for some reason, they always terrified me. I don't know, <laughs> like something to do with just the the setting of going in a cave and the music, and then like it, uh, the wolves pop out, and you're just like, I don't know. I I was so terrified when I was a kid trying to play these <laughs> games, and they always just super freaked me out, like there were horror games or something, which is funny gotcha. to look back on now. But I mean, there was a solid three or four or five years to where it was just always a thing, like we were playing. And trying to uh, get through it from, you know, when I was real little into my early teens. Because sure. the weird thing is, is there's four of them on PS1. And I'm like, why do one through three stop there? It, it actually, the story ends with four. So I don't know if most people know that, but I was a little like, whoa, what's going on here? That's super weird. Right. Um, unless they don't consider the four to be important enough to the story. But it's definitely 
that's where it ends. And I want to say that's even called Revelation. Let's see. It's been so long. Um, Tomb Raider for PS1. The last Revelation. Yeah, actually got that right. Anyway, but that was uh, that was the last one on uh, PS1, and that was the end of that whole little arc there. So I'm very confused why we're not getting that. Well, I do one, two, and three, and and stop there. But I guess threes look nice or whatever, and I doubt many people even know or care. But I do. I noticed it. Yeah, that's that's it. One Tim noticed that you guys were done. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, sorry, you got you're up next. No, you're good. Uh, Trombone Champ. This game was gigantic whenever it released on PC, and it was a very big like meme game or whatever, and it was getting a lot of chat. A lot oh of yeah, really like it. <laughs> uh, but it's so it's releasing on Switch here. The excellent and hilarious rhythm game Trombone Champ is coming to Nintendo Switch with all of its inaccurate and awful sounding, in the best way possible, trombone tunes. In a genius design design, deci- uh, design decision, it will support both motion controls with the Joy-Con controllers as well as uh, basically able to... You know how it has the center on the Joy-Con and you can put your sure. finger over it and it's able to like uh, sense through that or whatever yeah so they have some sort of way of using the ir sensor to know like the temperature of the hand or something like that i don't know very very (laughs) interesting interesting little bit there um but this game sounds perfect of just some hilarious like funny (laughs) party game thing and you're playing music or whatever but you're using the joy cons you know some some like wario vibes you know but yep, and uh, you know, makes me want to play it anyway. It does look uh, pretty funny. <laughs> it's four player multiplayer now, and uh, comes out well. Wow, it's out now. I oh, need to get on this trombone champ. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> I never played it. I, you know, I saw some videos that looked kind of funny and goofy, so I might yeah. buy it on Switch. Yeah, I've never played it either, but it looks funny. <laughs> okay, and then Battle Cry, oh, Battle Crush. A brief look at NCSoft's Battle Royale. First of all, I read this and I'm just like, next year it's going to be like shut down, first of all. But a brief look at NCSoft Battle Royale Brawler Battle Crush was shown. It launches in spring 2024 with the beta happening October 23rd. So many of these multiplayer online live service games come out and they get shut down in like a year or even less. Um, and I was just thinking, one is one is just getting shut down. That was, uh, oh, it was pretty good actually. It was that EA's attempt oh. at like, a Monster Hunter game. Um, oh, that one's already getting shut down. It's already it getting shut again? down. There's just not many players <laughs> on it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't remember the name of it. Wild Hearts. That's what it is. That's what it was. Yeah, let me make sure. I I swear I saw that. Wild Hearts. EA is reportedly ending support for Wild Hearts just seven months after the game's launch. The report comes via a post in both the game's official Discord and on its subreddit from a moderator. What you think has happened to the game has unfortunately happened, the moderator said. So, 
It's crazy, man. I guess there's just no player base, right? And it's like, how can you keep supporting something that nobody's playing? You're just not going to make any money. And now you're just at a loss while you keep making content. So I get why you have to shut it down. But it's just like, that's what there's too much competition and people aren't understanding that. Like, you, I'm not saying you shouldn't make one, but you should really, 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 really consider other options. Yeah, be a little more purposeful, you know? (laughs) Don't just throw it out there. Um, I, I don't even think they're just throwing it out there, though. You know, like it's just more yeah. of like, no matter how good it is, there's too many options. Yeah. And uh, if I was, you know, in the round there, I'm just not making that type of game because yeah. I'm gonna pour so much money into something that's such a high gamble. I just don't right. think it's worth it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Next up, we got War Tales. One of the games that made a huge mark on the PC gaming scene earlier this year, the open world RPG War Tales is coming to Switch. It's a tactical role-playing game set in a land that is trying to recover from a plague. Doesn't sound like anywhere I know. War Tales is available now. Um, I thought this looked kind of cool. You know, a game I'd probably play if I wasn't swamped with so many already. So I had never heard of it earlier. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, looked good, though. Oh uh, Yeah, it did. It did. It looked good. But I'm not going to play it. But it looked no, good. No, same here. Yeah. And then we got Contra Operation Galaga. WayForward and Konami are releasing a remastered and reimagined version of the classic 2D side-scrolling shooter Contra. Contra Operation Galaga is arriving sometime in early 2024. I mean, listen, I'm always down for more Contra, so yeah, bring yeah. it on. This looked good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, By the way, this next one is, uh, is the GOAT as well. Yeah, WayForward is so, awesome. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, this next one had me really excited. Yeah, so. yeah, me too, me too. I, I, I actually saw a lot of people being like, pass and i'm like dude this is no way far this from great. a pass yeah, yeah oh yeah unicorn overlord a gorgeous new vanillaware game they've done odin sphere dragon crown 13 sentinels they also did masashi blade i want to say what it's called that game is phenomenal mm. as well that was on wii and ps2 it's a fantasy oh sorry yeah sorry i just had so many memories of that game that game was awesome i know what you're yeah, talking about yeah really cool it was like ninja game and you swap between uh two different like Mur- characters was it like Mur- muramasa or something am i yeah, saying it right yeah. was it something muramasa like that? blade i want to say something like that yes mm-hmm. that was a good game mm-hmm. that was like one of those like top tier wii titles yeah. yeah yeah i agree well they released a new game unicorn overlord and it's a fantasy wartime strategy RPG. So more like this is basically Vanillaware's take on uh, triangle strategy. Yeah, basically. that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, with the HD two so, D graphics too, like that. Yeah, yeah. It features their trademark art style. The trailer has shots of incredible looking food, of course, and the game itself looks very ambitious with complex looking game systems. Given how dense and mind bending the narrative of 13 Sentinels was, which it is, uh, everyone should play that game. Um, Here's hoping that Unicorn Overlord is the same. It releases on the 8th of March, 2024. Looks amazing. Really cool. Now, is this game coming to other platforms? That, I don't know. Like, it seems like it would also come to PlayStation or something, but let's see. Okay, nice. Um, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. So, hmm, Okay. No PC? No PC, interesting. Yeah, no PC. Okay. All right. Uh, but Atlas that. seems to be all buddy buddy with xbox which i think it's because of 
Sega. Like once Sega bought Atlas, Sega's always been close to with Xbox. So I think right. that's why like Atlas is such a big part of why Xbox gets any Japanese love. So, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go back here. And then Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. Now, this is Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, but they're cutting right. that out of the title. They're actually titling it Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. Oh, man, I didn't even catch that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a little weird. Anyway, but yeah, there was a new look showing the remastered version of it. Uh, it was a release that released on 3DS, and like I said, Dark Moon. It will have four-player online co-op play this time around interesting does it, is it the whole game is it a side because three had that but it was its own mode right like is it the whole game or is it something yeah, at the same time like how do you how do you just add three other players inside the main game <laughs> yeah it's gonna <laughs> break the game so maybe it is its own separate thing either way so. uh it comes out summer 2024 yeah i mean i i enjoyed this game when i played it but you know, probably not something I need to read. It's either. the only like mainline Nintendo game I haven't played. Like oh, one yeah, of the so very few. I never then. played it, so yeah. It's definitely a good game. Very, very jo- enjoyable. It's a good, it's a good uh, little adventure. So yeah, I've right. been waiting forward to that because again, like I always think back on it, but when I go back to try to like want to play my 3ds, I just don't. I'd rather play on Switch. Uh-huh. So anyway, I got gotcha. you. All right, Nintendo Museum. Nintendo took some time to talk about its upcoming physical museum in Japan. Construction is planned to be completed by March 2024 with an opening date to be announced later. Hopefully, it will provide a rare look into inter- the internal workings of the company throughout the history. Throughout history, excuse me. That's cool. Little side, you know, side thing. I think it's cool that they're updating on us, uh, us on stuff that's not, you know, even video game things. That's cool. Yeah, but I would want any company. Like, I want a PlayStation yeah. Museum. I want an Xbox yeah. Museum. I want a- I agree. So much history. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of like the Nintendo store in New York City. Like whenever I go down yeah, there, yeah, it's like a similar vibe. Amiibo updates. Figures of Zelda and Ganondorf from the Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom will arrive on November 3rd, 2023. Uh, new, new Xenoblade Chronicles 3 figures will be released on January 19th, 2024. And finally, Sora from Smash Bros. Ultimate will arrive sometime in 2024. He will be the last Smash Bros. Amiibo to be released. Sora was the final post-launch character for the game. Wow, end of an era. In all, I mean, first of all, that's so cool because when I was a kid and you're playing Smash Bros. on 64 and then later with Melee and you're getting those like character trophies. Yeah, know? I remember those. And just the fact that like now we're at the point to where we have all of these characters in Smash Bros. Ultimate, right? But we, we actually get the the figures exactly physical, how yeah. they were just even from the N64 version where it's got the little figure on the little platform and it just looks so exactly cool. like that and it's like what you know we saw just in video game form as a little kid of attaining trophies now we can finally attain them in person and get them all and yeah. uh so yeah i i'm definitely an amiibo guy and i have a lot um i only get the ones that i want though i don't want like i'm not trying to get a collection or anything i just right, want the right. characters that i really like but which all of these I do, so I'm gonna have to obtain them all. I'm definitely gonna have to get Sora. Xenoblade Chronicles Three was like gigantic for me. That was such a cool experience when I just went and played through all of the games. And yep. uh yep. like oh, I just I already want to go back, and I'm just trying <laughs> to hold myself back because it's like, dude, come on, those are like <laughs> over a hundred hours, like another hundred hours. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing it, but man, good times, good times. Yeah. Anyway. 
F-Zero 99. The original F-Zero game, Nintendo's futuristic anti-gravity racer, is getting Battle Royale treatment. Much like Tetris 99, Super Mario Bros. 99, and Pac-Man 99. You'll race against 19 other vehicles, because why not? F-Zero 99 is now available on Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. Now, I played this begrudgingly. <laughs> I'm gonna admit something here that I just feel a little bad because I love I love F Zero GX. I even like the F Zero X game on a 64, but I despise the Super Nintendo. I think it's so trash, boring, yeah, I'm not the most generic, basic thing. I was just like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm sure at the time, if I was like an adult when the game came out, of like how groundbreaking it was, I guess graphically with the Mode Seven and all that, being like, whoa, 3D, dude. Right. Yep. But for me, like, I just always thought it like was a game that even two years later doesn't even look good anymore. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, the, it was yeah. so basic and was just a tech showcase and nothing more. So I thought all this about this game my entire life. I play this just so I have. I'm like, well, I might as well download, try this out. Okay. And uh, so I can talk it on the show. Sure. And I've been talk doing and playing nothing but Starfield. And I'm like, I got to start trying some other stuff out here. So I downloaded that and tried it. Dude, it, it is so good. It is so good. It is so good. Okay. It is so good. Okay. I love it. This is easily the coolest of these Tetris 99s, Marlboro's 99, whatever. Um, I'm kind of whatever on the rest. I, I promise you, you will understand immediately <laughs> the hook to this. This is far more complex than F-Zero and Super Nintendo. It's right, not just F-Zero, Super Nintendo, now racing non nine players. No, there is a ton of new gameplay mechanics. And Sweet. there's uh, it's, it's really in-depth. And you'll understand when you play this. And hey, anyone who pays for the online of Nintendo, you might as well download this thing because this is what you're might paying well. for is stuff like this. I was blown away, dude. So I... <laughs> Let me try to explain this here. So I, I started like six, seven o'clock at night, went all the way to like one in the morning. I'm hooked. I'm getting so close. I've never once won in any battle royale game ever. I'm I, it's like it's like people getting shinies in Pokemon. I've never caught a shiny in Pokemon. I've spent I played Pokemon my entire life and I've never caught a shiny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like how I feel about this battle royale. I've never once won a battle royale in any game. And I'm just like, this is the closest I'm becoming to actually making this happen. <laughs> I'm getting like, oh, it's 99 people, right? I'm sitting here like in the top 50 being like, oh my God, that was amazing. Right. And I'm <laughs> super pumped and I'm playing hours trying to get better and better and better. And the best I got was third place. And this was like two hours into playing. And I'm, I'm like, standing up jumping kind of level like i'm six years old again and uh i'm incredibly addicted to this game That's and awesome. i want to uh play it all the time and my kid was watching me play and him just seeing all the excitement come out of it he's hooked i i caught him yesterday just <laughs> playing it for like over an hour straight in his room and i was like what awesome. you playing there and he's like he's hooked so right, I'm to, telling you, this, this game is awesome. All right. Know. All right. Very cool. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Brand will tell a League of Legends story. A new League of Legends spinoff game Another. is coming. Yeah. A cozy crafting RPG with pixel art graphics and pullback isometric pet perspective. It launches in 2024. 
It looks good. It's just not my top of thing. Pass. Okay. Um, Song of Nunu, a League of Legends story, another League of Legends spinoff was hey. announced. And this is a third person exploration game featuring a boy and his snow monster. It arrives on the 1st of November, 2023. All right. And then WarioWare, a League of Legends story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got WarioWare, move it. You know, I think Tim and I both agree. <clears throat> I always get excited whenever there's a new WarioWare game. They're just so wacky and fun. Uh, new gameplay trailer for WarioWare Move It details some of the poses that micro games will be doing. Uh, features over 200 plus micro games require you to do a stack of silly poses. I mean, it sounds like Wario. November 3rd, 2023. So I'm excited for that. But then we got, how do you even say it? Euden? Euden? I don't know. Euden Chronicle. Euden. Euden Chronicle 100 Heroes. Like Suikoden, Euden Chronicle revolves around an army during wartime. You'll be able to recruit over 100 unique characters to it, each with their own involved stories and motivations. It will release on April 23rd, 2024. Uh, I thought this one looked cool too, by the way. Yeah, that yeah. caught my yeah. attention a little this bit. This is the one I was waiting for because they did a side game, but this is the actual game gotcha. of like the full thing they were working on there of like the Sukunin developers. Uh, next here, Eastward Optical. Uh, Octopia? Anyway, a new expansion pack for the beautiful beautiful eastward was announced set in a new region of octopia it looks delightful it arrives during the holiday season in 2023 the game is great i remember when it came out talking on it and i want to play that expansion wargroove 2 the advanced wars inspired wargroove releases sequel on nintendo switch it's already available on pc but it'll be on console exclusive on switch Very it'll cool. come with its own campaign and story editor wargroove 2 will release on switch on the 5th of October, 2023. Uh, Dave right. the Diver, the 2023 indie game phenomenon. Dave the Diver is coming to Nintendo Switch and involves a scuba diving, running a sushi restaurant, and a whole lot more than we <laughs> expect. It's available now. This did make a big splash when it came out. Uh, Dave the Diver mm -hmm. was like, you should look it up on Steam. It's getting uh, got a lot of really, really good reviews. Check it out. So apparently it's good. Anyway. Then next up, we got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, The Final Wave. Um, featuring new tracks like Daisy Circuit, as well as new characters like Pauline, Funky Kong, Peachette, and Diddy Kong arrives in the holiday season. By the way, one quick note. I didn't realize that I had missed the last wave. I don't even know how that happened, so I've been playing it today. So it was like a little added bonus. So yeah, I'm excited to get the final wave here. But um, God, the game's been so supported. so crazy. Then we have Among Us, The Fungal, an animated trailer for the new Among Us update depicted a crash landing on a deserted island to introduce a new map called The Fungal. It'll be free for all players and will arrive in October 2023. I kind of got over the Among Us. The Among Us. Among Us. It was fun. It's whatever now, you know? I haven't played in forever, so. I never got into it to begin with. It was fun, but whatever. Yeah. Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Finally, Nintendo closes out the showcase by announcing a remastered re-release of Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. The excellent GameCube RPG that features the paper-thin version of Mario in his humor-filled cardboard world. It genuinely regarded as a classic among the hundred or so people who actually owned a GameCube. <laughs> Hopefully this re-release will let a far bigger audience appreciate its special humor and quirkiness. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door will release sometime in 2024. Very now, cool. the yes uh, to people on the outside... Even people just big into gaming. I'm not saying that they're not gamers, not interested in this, but this is that super nerdy 
nitty gritty thing of just like one of the best announcements announcements they could do you know it's like that pocket of like if they did oh here's mother three finally coming out Mm -hmm. to that it's just that cult classic game that the people who love it really 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 like it i never played it i played super mario rpg i played paper mario but i never played paper mario thousand year door yeah yeah one one of the one of the best rpgs i've ever played probably so now you'll play paper mario and i'll play super mario rpg and we'll be square (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) all right all right next up here we have the playstation state of play all right did you watch it beginning to i actually did not get a chance to watch this one i just kind of caught up on the news okay okay did you see i mean scrolling through here did you think you saw all of this yeah i did yep okay okay yep. then what'd you think overall like what would your letter grade be i thought it was fine probably a c or so obviously there was a few bangers in here but um overall it was a fine nothing that i felt like oh my god that was awesome you know okay okay C, C minus myself. I don't know. Somewhere in there. And then, so first thing they announced was Baby Steps. It got a new trailer showing its physics-based silliness and dry humor. Now, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I just didn't enjoy it whenever that was the start of it. And this is State of Play. And I'm like hyped for whatever announcements. And then I get this like goofy thing. I understand the appeal of that. Throw off the audience. We'd be really funny. Wow, that was so cool and different. Right, but right. It, for me, it didn't. It just felt kind of lame to me. Yeah, I. I what did what? Well, I mean, when you were watching that, did you watch that trailer? Yeah, I did watch this trailer. I was like, it's the kind of game I could see. Like, you try out. Maybe it's free. If it was free on like Game Pass or something, oh, this is funny. You know, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I don't. And really... maybe it is cheap. Maybe it's only like ten, fifteen bucks or something like that. Right, right, right. It could be. A yeah, that would change my perspective if if it wasn't kind of like like uh, Octodad or something. You know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. All it right. was just weird to start off the show uh, like that for me. I was just a little right. I don't know, oh, yeah. thrown off, but not in a good way. I usually like weird stuff, so that's why I'm a little confused. Like, I don't know. Maybe right. maybe this will grow on me, but for some reason, it, it I didn't like it. Right, right. I agree. All right. Next up, Roblox is coming to <laughs> PS4, not PS5, on October 10th. My daughter was just telling me about this, all the rage, but uh, if I ever play with her, <laughs> I'll just continue playing on PC. So that'll be Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord is dropping on PSVR 2 on October 26th. Um, I don't know. I don't have a PSVR 2, and if I did, I still wouldn't really care about that. Uh, and then we also got a VR 2 announcement of Resident Evil 4 coming to that. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Resident Evil 4, PSVR 2, that's awesome. I love that. I love that they're doing that more and more. And yeah. might as well, I was going to say, might as well throw in that... On that note, separate ways DLC for Resident Evil 4 is dropping next week. I played Resident Evil 4 so long ago, the original, that I don't remember this DLC. This is the Ada Wong one, right? Yeah. It's been so long, man. I can't even remember it. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that wasn't on GameCube. The PS2 Uh, version came with that extra content. That Um, must, okay, that must be what happened then. And then uh, the Wii version also had that on it as well. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That actually makes more sense then. But it was really, really neat. I mean, it was definitely substantial, really cool. You get to just play Ada Wong's uh, story and it just kind of plays alongside the Resident Evil 4 game. And basically mm-hmm. from her perspective, I think it's just as good or maybe even cooler parts in that little DLC bit. Um, I really liked it a lot. So 
I'm looking forward to. So that's the thing. When this came out, I didn't jump on it. I have it now. I have yet to even start it. And I think I started it testing the graphics or whatever. Because I was testing my, like, that's right when I got my new parts. And I was testing to see how it looked with it. And it did look really cool. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll start this. But I have yet to actually play past 30 minutes. So I'm going to play Resident Evil 4 Remake and then also play this DLC. And I there should get started on that uh, here pretty soon. But I don't know. Like, uh, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm close to beating the Starfield, like, main story. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's when the game changes and really opens up or something. And so I'm thinking like, oh, I just want to play and at least beat it before I start playing other things because I'm so obsessed. And I just I just want to. I just want to keep playing it. So it's really sure. hard to want to play other things. But maybe once I beat it, you know, then maybe maybe Resident Evil 4 would be the next thing. But then you have the Cyberpunk. What do you think? Do you think I should jump on Cyberpunk or you think I should jump on Resident Evil 4? Uh... I can tell you something, but I but then I can tell you what I've been doing, which is I would just jump on the next thing because I really want to play it. <laughs> so you're saying screw it and just cyberpunk? I'd say just go for it. Play whatever feels good in the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, there's no wrong answer. I just, yeah. Jump yeah either whatever. way, be good. Moving on. Uh, mm-hmm. The Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. We got a story trailer. Showed off some fresh gameplay as well. Um, this... How do I put this? This looked really good, like, visually. And I'm like, oh, you know, it looks like a lot of fun and all that. Like, almost like Horizon meets Far Cry kind of levels. Even though they're actually pretty similar. I didn't even think about that before. <laughs> Horizon mm-hmm. is pretty similar to Far Cry already. Um, That's true. And, and this just feels like whatever distance there was between them, this game is the, is the equivalent there. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. I mean, it's just not my type of game. I'm not playing. Yeah, I, I don't. Here. I don't like playing these games of like a bunch of stuff on my, you know, map of trying to fill in the question marks and all that. And I know this has been like a running thing for like a lot of people on the internet. And yes, I'm definitely bandwagon in that camp though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm repeating the same stuff a lot of people are repeating. Of I'm kind of over these types of games. And I like a lot more wonder and exploration and not really knowing what I'm going to see around the corner, you know, like, like with Zelda or with, uh, um, Elden Ring, for example, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So, all right, let's see. Next up we got, uh, well, I'll just mention and do another one too. PS five cover plates revealed. People really like them. I mean, not much to say about that. I probably won't end up getting it because I just it just sits under my desk. Um, but I understand why people like that stuff, you know. Yeah, no, it, it's a cool option. I mean, it's a I'm cool not idea. Buy yeah. it, but I like it. Yeah, I'm good, but yeah. um, but I I'm glad it's out there. And Helldivers Two shows up some co-op gameplay as it gets delayed to 2024. You see this gameplay? Yes. Uh, I don't know. It was What'd like corny dialogue between the actual people <laughs> that, recording. Right. It reminds me of sure. those the E3 showcases, you know. Back yep. in the day, I guess. I it, honestly, it made the game a, a little less exciting for me because it was weird. It was a weird bit. They, I'm really hyped for this game, actually. I don't know why, but I am. I think it's because player damage actually plays a big role in this game, which I think is a neat premise to like lean into the fact that you can kill each other and 
you have to really be careful and bombs you're placing and whatever. And there's a lot of big explosions and stuff. So sure. I think it looks really cool. But this little bit to where they're all playing co-op, it's super, super easy mode or something. They like to, sh- oh, okay, a person or two dies, but it's only for like a 20, 30 minute segment. They're about to kill him. It's this big, crazy, epic boss, right? But you're talking seconds, and they're about to beat them, and then they just drop down this huge bomb, destroys them instantly, and then they walk away in a cool explosion while they walk away from the explosion kind of bit. But it's like, I get that you need to move the show along, but they showed beginning to end of a mission, <laughs> and that thing lasted, what, 30 seconds? I'm, I'm confused why I would be excited for that. <laughs> right. No, I agree. So that's where it just kind of like threw me off. I was like, that was that was a really weird showing. Why would I want to see it like this? But I I don't know. I'm I'm still excited for the game. It got delayed to 2024 though, and we still don't know what they're gonna do about the pricing and stuff. Some people are guessing yes. maybe it could be free to play. Remember when PlayStation was saying what kind of games will come? to PC, depending on what kind of game it is. Yeah. Live service ones will come this right could away. Totally, so I, actually, this I think could it already totally is announced PC. To be honest, gotcha. I think it already is. Well, that right. do PC. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already it a is? Steam okay. page on there. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see about yeah. that one. Marvel Spider-Man 2 introduces web wing fast travel to get you around its biggest map ever. I know you haven't been as, as hyped as I have been for this game. I'm just getting more and more excited about it the more I see. So um, so I'm all in pretty much. I'm I'm very excited, man. I mean, I'm going to play it. I'm sure I'm going to like it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm just saying for some reason, it's just like not something I'm like, ooh, I can't wait till it releases. Maybe because I'm just so happy with what I'm playing. <laughs> like, right. I'm still Zelda. I'm still Starfield. I'm right. still like... Pikmin. I'm like, I don't like stop adding to it. Come on. <laughs> but so it's hard to like be excitement unless it's like something super near and dear to me. Like sure. Mario, for example, like I'm gonna have to play that instantly. And these come out the same day. So weirdly, I'm gonna be playing Super Mario Wonder over this game. I honestly might be with you on that. That game, so, you know what it is? To me, it's not even about which game is better. It's just yeah, it's not about it's not about that. I don't I don't think better or worse. Right. I don't, it's I don't so wanna... easy. I feel like Super Mario Wonder is going to be so easy to just grab it up and you're going to get addicted to quit yeah, yeah, running yeah, through the levels, yeah. you know, just like Mario is always so good at that. Oh, yeah. OK, very cool. Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn was announced and coming November 9th, 2023. So it's just an expansion to the Tales of Arise right. game. And I mean, I played it. Cool. What's weird is I got like 90% through with that game. I'm like uh-huh. right at the end. And then I was oh, like, yeah? hey, I'll finish it later. And still have you <laughs> to finish it. Of course. I liked it. Solid title. Um, thinking back on it and really trying to be as critical as possible. I'd say it's in that like a 8.5 range. It's it's a pretty good JRPG. Okay. Anyway. Um Honkaya Star Rails uh, PS5 launch is coming in October. So there's that. I didn't see an actual day. I just kept seeing October, but maybe there's a day now. But uh, this game, I mean, it's the people who did Genshin Impact, right? It's their next game. Mm-hmm. But I think this game just looks really, really neat. Uh, I do want to play this. So Yeah, you know. yeah, okay. We'll see. Well, do you also want to play Foam Stars Open Beta Party on September 29th at 6 p.m.? Be there. 
hey, October 1st. <laughs> I was hating yeah. on the last reveal. This looks much better. I'll give no, it that. It does, it does it look better. I still want to make fun better. of it, though, a little I bit. I still don't <laughs> care, but it uh, looks a lot better, right? I mean, it's still too much like Splatoon vibes, and Splatoon Ooh. still looks much better, so it's hard for me to care about something like this. It's like uh, you already, it's, a, it's an online multiplayer game, right? So it's like it's like Halo Infinite existing and this other game is kind of oh it's a lot like Halo but it's not and it's like even if it ends up better or worse it's like I kind of already playing Halo I kind of I just don't want yet another especially if it's an online multiplayer kind of deal if you're going to play another online multiplayer game it has to be pretty distant and uh the way it plays and what it's about for me to also care about it so that's that's just how yeah. I am with all that. So, but um, I you know I just want to give props. Hey, it looks you know, it looks a little cleaned up. But again, I bet you a million dollars this thing lasts a year or less, and it gets uh, canned just like yeah. everything else. Because it's because it's yeah. like I don't see the audience for this. Yeah, I I don't I don't know how much how, how much of an impact is gonna have, obviously you know? at release drop a bunch are gonna test test it play it out some may like it more than others and play it what for like two months at most even if it ends up being pretty good and then fall off like you know how many people are playing destruction all-stars or something like that you know <laughs> right, I mean? like, right right it's, it's probably like a dozen people online right now if it's even open i don't even know did they shut that down <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. There's too much. Uh, we've already discussed. There's too much competition. This is not another one, and it's not looking le- nearly as good as its uh, counterpoint. So I don't think people are gonna play it. I agree with you. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that. I'll. Uh, you want to take this, or you want me to read it? Yeah, I gotta take it. Okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fantasy Seven Rebirth comes out February next year. Um, they showed a lot of stuff. Uh, big thing being gold saucer things. That's really, really hype for me. Um, so I'm pulling this article from Dustin Bailey over at Games Radar. And he touched on a lot of things that I also very much am in agreement on on his focuses here. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth got its release date of February 29th, 2024. Uh, today's date of play, which not today anymore, alongside a new trailer showcasing loads of remake takes on beloved local uh, locations and characters. Meaning like we got the gold saucer, like I said, but even things like Costa del Sol, uh, the mansion, uh, being up in the reactors, seeing a bit of them like popping out of the. Wait, are, were these once humans? Uh, <laughs> you know, level. So anyway, so yes, Final Fantasy Seven nerds will probably be most into the new look at Vincent, which me that that is that I'm most excited about the Vincent stuff than anything else shown here. Even though obviously there was gonna have to be Vincent in this part of the game, but it's still just really nice to see him. But the author here says, "I'm all in on the new gold saucer. Look at those chocobo races, the dancers, that robot fighting game with the polygonal style cloud. I'm just gonna spend all my time in the mini game casino. Thanks." There you uh, go. With the previous entry in the Final Fantasy VII Remake series covering the Midgar City, Rebirth 
is taken to what the original game's introduction to its massive open-ended overworld map. So, like, yes, right where Final Fantasy VII Remake ends is right when you leave the city, right? So just like in the original game, Mm -hmm. you have, like, 10 hours where you're just in a city, and it doesn't feel, like, that grand in scope. I mean, for a city and just how much you can go up in it, a PS1 game, it felt really full. And then, oh, so yeah. imagine when you walk out and realize there's a whole world to explore, like this city, um, blew people's minds. So they're doing the same thing here, to where like that entire section with just one game, right? Very next game, you're talking what seven times the level of uh, expansion to this world now. Now that we've opened up to the whole you know overworld map, but we're able to now just run through it. And three, you know, uh, behind the uh, shoulder 3D view now. So, sure, just super, 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 all we ever wanted. So, can't wait, man. It's fantastic. Uh, the new trailer seems to suggest it'll be pretty open here, too, with a buggy to drive and chocobos to glide around on. Yeah. So, they showed like, you remember the sand buggy? I don't know if you do driving through like the desert or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool moment there. But actually being able to drive through it in like a 3D environment with the buggy, it looks super fun, you know. And then you had a bit of like him getting on the Chocobo and being able to explore the world map like right on that. That looks super, super cool. And you can actually get like some levity with it and sort of get up on some cliffs with the Chocobo. Super neat stuff. Um, We also got some iconic story missions like the Parade at Junon, which... Uh, it was so awesome. In the original game, where you're up into the Junon March, you have to like time the buttons with your walk to uh, make it look like you're a soldier you're walking along with. And they did the same bit in that trailer of him having to like do the little mini game of the Junon. That was cool throwback and uh, some fresh combat featuring characters like Kate Sith. There's also a bit of gameplay with both Cloud and Sephiroth in the same party. Of course, the biggest moment is probably near the end when Vincent shows up, confirming we'll actually see the fan favorite in this part of the remake trilogy. And again, like in the original game, he was an optional character. Same with Yuffie. Like, you could totally not know they exist. I remember um, the first game not realizing um, she was an optional character. Somebody telling me. I think I made it too far where I could get her or something like that. I remember restarting. I could have just been a dumb young person just thinking like, oh, I got to restart. I didn't get it this moment. And maybe <laughs> we'll get later. I don't know. But I remember restarting from the beginning just so I can get Yuffie and then finishing the game that way. Right, right. Yeah, I'm curious if like they make them actually mandatory. I mean, I'm sure Yuffie because we've already gotten to play as her. We already got play as her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious what they do. Now, if I was them, I would make it mandatory because there's just too cool. What makes Vincent cool is not just like, oh, he looks cool and has a cool, like, even story. The story to him is incredible. I mean, think about it. Like, that's that's pretty much kind of why Sephiroth exists. (laughs) If you really want to think about it, he Vincent plays a big role in Sephiroth's mother and all of this stuff. So, um, anyway. But besides that was the combat of Final Fantasy VII with Vincent. You can turn into, like, some Texas Chainsaw Massacre-looking dude. You can turn <laughs> into, like, a dragon. 
and it actually has like really neat battle mechanics whenever you transform and uh he was so unlike any other character in battle and it was it was it was just super cool super fun looks looks amazing man it looks like they're starting to hit all the cool things that we imagined before the first part came out like man i can't wait to see this i can't wait to see that you know so So what am i going to be able to like now i'm actually not doing turn base right i'm going to be able to be the texas chainsaw massacre it's awesome in 3d and just slicing people up i guess so i mean why what uh, what are they going to remove that one no way and we're going to be able to see, like, the limit break forms. Oh, dude, it's going to be sick. Anyway, all right. Wait. Pre-orders are set to go live. Well, they're live now. Very important. I don't know when this deal is going away, but I posted on a group as well. You can get a twin pack. You buy Rebirth. You can also get the previous game and all of the DLC. So you get, like, the integrated version. Mm-hmm. Both games for the price of one. So $69.99, you can get... Fantasy 7 remake and all its DLC and rebirth. It's a pretty good so, deal. Or you can just buy rebirth for the exact same price. So and, Oh god, I I did if it last you don't time. Don't have it I, buy both. I was going to say the next thing the Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth Collector's Edition, I did it last time and I don't regret it, but man, it was uh, hard to say no to this. Another <laughs> amazing statue that I could 19 add to my inches this is what i paid last time but god oh, i thought it was 250 before no last time it was like 330 or something like that Oof. god i want it so freaking bad though <laughs> oh man let me go yeah. look at the statue one more time hold on <laughs> take a look at it collector's edition Oh man, that looks so cool! God, uh, can I can I like buy it and they won't charge me until it comes out? Because then maybe I'd be willing to do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man, yeah. And good luck. These things are gonna get as expensive as it is. Doesn't matter. This thing's gonna sell out immediately, and then you're talking yeah. like six hundred dollars minimum. Yeah, yeah. I jumped on the John. Yeah, I jumped on it the first time right away, but this time around, I'm not. Let me see if it'll let me. Let me even. I'm on the Square Enix website. Let me see if you can even <laughs> still do it. Oh, seven hours ago, Fantasy Seven Rebirth Deluxe pre-orders live at Amazon. But it says del- Deluxe is Deluxe different than Collectors? Oh, oh, oh. Yep, you're right. Sorry. Oh, okay. Open this. The Collectors Edition is exclusive to Square Enix Store. Never mind. So you don't have to look elsewhere there. When is it available? The pre-order. Or is it live at major retail? Oh, that's deluxe edition. Let me send you the link. You, I can literally pre-order right now. When did it come out again? February twenty-ninth. I don't know why you're having. I don't know. All right, whatever. I'm gonna do it. I don't care. Okay, there. That link. I'm gonna do it. Screw it. It's worth it. I gotta complete the collection, man. I already have Cloud on his motorbike. So hold on. I haven't even seen it because I was just like. There's no way I'm buying it, so I didn't even like, look at it. But but okay, I want to look at it. I want to look at it. Yeah, so it's it's that link brings me to the the normal edition. No, then you click collector's edition. It's just yeah, one of standard deluxe collectors pre order now three fifty or it lets me do it. I don't understand why this is not. Ha- oh, never mind. Never mind. We're good. You wow. got it. Three hundred forty nine okay. freaking dollars. Holy crap. It comes with 
the deluxe edition, the the statue, which is all I really care about. The some DLC. Oh, here it is. Okay. Please choose an option below. I already chose an option. I chose mean, that looks pretty sick. It does look amazing. Okay, whatever. Let's finish the podcast. I'm doing it. It's done. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> nice. Only because they're not going to charge me anytime soon. That's the only reason why I'm willing to do it. Oh, that is the case. Yeah, they said they charge you two to three weeks before um, release. Oh, date. cool, nice. Well, so that to me, that's like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a few yeah. months from now's problem. Because you can, I mean, you could now save up. I could cancel it if I ever wanted to, too. Yeah. Also to note, PS5 exclusivity blocks Final Fantasy VII Rebirth PC release until at least May 29, 2024. So just know. That's not bad, though. That's only like three months. But it looks Mm -hmm. like it's at least a few months um, before it can release PC. But, you know, even if it's six months later, I don't care. Now I'm playing a day one immediately. There's no way I'm waiting, but uh, can't wait. You know, maybe. I'll replay with mods. True. What I'm curious is um, how open is it really? Like I am like, very curious now well. that like because that's quite the like overworld map back in that time. There's a lot of like going to different locations, going over that. If now I'm just doing the same thing, but on foot traveling to all these places, how exactly mm-hmm. is the scale translated? That's yeah, I'm, I'm very like, curious. I don't know. Yeah. All right. You it's been pre-ordered. Okay. That's it. I got Cloud and Sephiroth now, so we're good. Dang, dude. Stick them side <laughs> by side. That'd be like... Uh, awesome. Yeah. Now I just need that freaking near statue. The $3,000 one or whatever the hell it is. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. That would be... <laughs> Jesus Christ, that would be nuts. But yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So uh so yeah, as you can tell by my pre-order I just did. So <laughs> Yeah, um I don't know the showcase like as a whole it's whatever to me, but um I'm a Final Fantasy Seven fanatic, so Right. That pushes it up that. a little bit, yep. yeah. All right. Next here, Unity introduces a controversial pre-install fee pretty much all developers are insanely upset and don't know what to do and are literally gonna can't close their games down from whatever store because they don't want them to be selling anymore because anytime these games now sell it's gonna cost them now popular game engine creator unity software announced an update to its pricing and packaging plans which will go into effect on January 1st, 2024. The new pricing plan introduces a fee that activates and charges developers of high-performing games each time the title is installed by a user or player. The justification is that each time a game is installed, Unity runtime is also installed. Okay, but uh, So anytime something gets installed, there's going to be a fee sent to the publisher for them selling a copy. So, starting in January, games will qualify for the Unity runtime fee after the game has passed a minimum revenue threshold in the last 12 months and passed a minimum lifetime install count. Unity says it has intentionally set high revenue and install thresholds to avoid impacting smaller developers. Unity's current threshold for Unity personal 
and plus is set for games that have made 200,000 or more in the last 12 months and have at least 200,000 lifetime game installs. After hitting the threshold for those plans, developers will be charged 20 cent per install over the threshold, so 20% of uh, uh, the developer, the pro and the game is make like a million in the last 12 months. So let's see here. Game sixty bucks. What's twenty percent of sixty bucks? Okay. Uh twelve bucks. Okay. Twenty percent you said? No. Just like oh, you said you said twenty percent of hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, never mind. I've read this wrong. Uh, this is oh, just okay. this is just twenty cents every time a game sells. So if a game sells ten million copies, let's do twenty cent times ten million copies. What would that be? If it's like a super popular pop-off game. Let's just say a million copies. That's like normal, super high-grade indie game that pops off like Cult of the Lamb. Or is what I'm thinking. Something like that. So let's just do like a million. So it would be 20,000. 20,000. Okay. I don't know. It seems a little much. But I think, I want to say since this, they've said like, hey, we're, we hear you guys. We're going to have a talk about this like i think they realized yeah, they didn't actually say or do anything they just said what right. you're saying like oh yeah we may right, change right. something so <laughs> um they're not retroactively doing this let's say a game's already out and released or whatever like that it's not like it's anything released after january 1st so people got a little confused there they can't retroactively charge things that people have already downloaded you know what I mean? But I'm curious about the game though, right? If what if the game's already released? Well, they're not retroactively charging that amount prior, but but after January first, are they now charging on any download? And if that's the case, maybe that is why Cult of Lamb is removing their game off the store, being one. But regardless, there's just a lot of people upset because they have spent years working for a game in this game engine. Right. Let's say they're four years deep, right? And they're pouring all their life savings into this thing whenever they're like a smaller thing trying to start. All the way to just a bigger company. It doesn't matter. You're still spending three or four years on a game. Well, you're about a year away from release and then this happens. What do you do? You can't just be like, Well, we can't afford these fees. Let's just jump over to a new game engine. You're kind of stuck. So now you're stuck with these fees that you don't want and didn't know existed when you first started the project. That's the big problem with all of this. No, I agree with you that that seems to be the big issue. I don't even know what they were thinking, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But it's it's a pretty big major thing. Um, there's just so much news that I feel like I could go a lot more in it. But you know, we got the general grasp of it, though. Right. Like, right. I, I don't really know how much more I guess I could really say on the subject other than it. this is really screwed up. These are the fees involved. Uh, there's no way... Like, I mean, they've pretty much destroyed their engine with this one thing. Like, so... I mean, this isn't like, oh, some people are mad on Twitter. This is like the majority of game development is like no, screw you, we're out. Like, right. unless they're just stuck with having to go through with it because they spent too much time in the engine. But this is going to greatly hurt 
their uh, <laughs> revenue sure. projections, the whole nine yards. They're uh, if they were having any money problems before, which they were, uh, now they're really going to be hurting. So, they mo- <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, I also want to go on this, and uh, this isn't so. It was a major Xbox leak. Uh, Anyone and everyone's talking about it. I don't get the majority of the talk on why I'd care too much. Like, it's all kind of seems like dumb stuff. Like, Xbox wanted to buy Nintendo. It's like, I mean, I'm sure they did, but that's so out of the realm and just dumb that I don't know what I don't know what (laughs) I can really say on that. Like, other than it's stupid. And of course, that's not going to happen. And of course, they'd want to. Any company would want to have them, right? That's kind of no duh. Now, at the same time, yes, it's cringy that Xbox is, like, actually seriously considering it. Like, what the hell? Like, there's no way you're getting that by. Or why are you even doing this? It's pretty pretty stupid. But, and there was a lot of other stories, way bigger things like uh, next console plans of like how exactly they're going to do the next console how exactly they're going to do like a a refresh of the console almost like a mid-gen upgrade sort of thing they have that in there so that is coming at least back in 2020 so this is all pulled from 2020 think plans can change since this date so any of the leaks you see yes they could change and be different from then because things change a lot over time but just know that these were actually the plans though these right. aren't like rumors or anything like that. This is right. just what they were going to do at this point in time. So the most exciting thing for me is this document that I included here of Zenimax management forecasts. And they pretty much got the next one, two, three, four, five, five years here Here's of basically from 2019 until what 2024 is pretty much what this plan line is um so like because doom eternal no that came out 2020 yeah no sorry 2020 so this would be 2020 2025 so 2020 we got doom eternal and dlc which did hit the elder scrolls online grimoire which did hit fallout wastelanders that didn't happen i don't know what that would be unless that's the tv show and that is that's still being worked on I know yeah, that's I being know worked that. on, but that could be that. Um, and then like Death Loop, uh, Death Loop, I think did hit twenty twenty, if not twenty twenty one, but I think it released twenty twenty. Anyway, and then they were also going to do a free to play and mobile thing of Fallout Shelter Online and Project Whirlwind. Unsure what those are. Project Whirlwind. The following year, so they were actually planning on Starfield releasing in twenty twenty one. So this proves there was a lot of stories going around, a lot of pushing back and forth on if this was true or not, of did Xbox actually be like, because there was a story. Starfield's going to release, Xbox acquires them, and they're like, hey, you should just take more time. Take all the time you need. Have this be as good as you can. And they were like, okay, cool. And then, you know, release like a year or two later and just work on them more. Well, there was a lot of people thinking that uh, that wasn't true and that uh, Bethesda was just, you know, like far away behind schedule and they weren't making a good game and it was just crap. 
and uh you know it was releasing way ahead of schedule just because they were panicking and need money or something like that but this proves that no xbox did definitely be like no take more time with it um right. and so i just wanted to like i thought that was interesting anyway because it was supposed to be playing for 2021 and it just recently came out 2023 yeah. so two years later um Elder Scrolls Online expansion, another one which did happen. Redfall, I mean that got pushed to earlier <laughs> this year instead of twenty twenty one, um, and oof, still rough though. <laughs> Doom Eternal that DLC that happened. Ghostwire Tokyo happened. Fallout Worlds fa- for Fallout seventy six. I don't know anything about seventy six, so I can't comment there. Uh, Project Hibiku, I don't know what that is. Project Yubu, don't know what that was. Project Wanderer unsure on those um we may have gotten those and they're just game titles that i'm unaware one of those is probably hi-fi rush right something like that i would guess yeah um and then indiana jones game was supposed to come out in 2022 um that looks to be so that's probably is coming out next year um since that's been in development longer than i expected and here's the important one oblivion remaster now I'm a he. I Morwen is my favorite. I played Oblivion after, and I was still like, "Ooh, this is still really good." But there's a lot of bugs, issues, but I still like the game. Uh, Morwen I felt was just polished and really good. I didn't really like that. wasn't the buggy era yet. I'm sure there was bugs with that game, but you know what I mean. Like Bethesda known now is just this whole like everything's always broken and jank and da da da. But that wasn't <laughs> the case before Oblivion. Oblivion kind of started that. Anyway. That being said, though, it was just the start of it, and it was still in pretty good shape, and it still was a great game, and I still would love to have an Oblivion remaster. That hypes me up really, really, really high. Um, so and it makes a lot of sense, too, because Elder Scrolls Six is so far out there, I would definitely eat up an Oblivion remaster. Oh, yeah. Everyone love to would play love that, that, man. Yes. So that's really exciting for me. Elder Scrolls Online, another expansion, and then Starfield DLC. So, I mean, they already said, and we announced it before, they definitely plan on doing DLC, but they've always planned on be doing Starfield DLC. So, more confidence that, yeah, we're going to get a lot of Starfield DLC. <laughs> uh, There's no concern there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have Doom Year Zero in DLC. This, this is, is interesting. Me. Yeah. So, do you think it's like a prequel? I think right? so, and... Yeah. I can't believe uh, Doom Eternal was three years ago. So that gets me excited. I think it's time, you know? Because I so. thought they'd be working on like Quake or something, but I don't see Quake sure. up in here. So they, just they, re- they probably really are doing D- Doom, Doom Year Zero, which, well, th- again, this is the <laughs> official documentation on what they actually were planning. So Doom Year Zero is probably going to happen anyway. Um, so that I guess that's what they've been working on this whole time. Yeah. Um, I think they probably just realized how popular Doom is again, you know? People really want it, so. Yeah, I just I'm wasn't excited, expecting, man. like, three in a row. But I mean, I'm, not, I'm not hating on that, though. I will definitely play right. three in a row, so. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe awesome. he doesn't have as many, like, powers and stuff, you know what I mean? Maybe he isn't agile, yeah. and they try to, like, slow it down. Maybe it's going to be a lot more, like, slow and gruesome and heavy or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, could be. Know. 
Very interesting. Uh, Project Kestrel. Don't know what that is. I'm sure if I Googled some of these projects, I could find it, but I don't know. Right up, yeah. Elder Scrolls Online expansion again, and then Project Platinum. Then, at year five, Elder Scrolls Six, Project Kestrel expansion, a licensed IP game. Here's what that, what would that license IP be? Is that happening? Because we, I mean, outside of Indiana Jones, is there not? Is there a license that we're aware of of like Bethesda? I can't think. Oh. of Here's what that would be. Um, Fallout Three remastered, another huge one. I I like Fallout Three. Jank, still don't really love it though. Really loved Fallout New Vegas. That's the one I loved. But maybe if it's like a polished cleanup version of Fallout Three, maybe that actually get me to play through the game. Because even though I liked it, I still just remember having too many problems and then just fell off. Even though I thought, like, I definitely thought their world building was super cool, characters, plot, everything like that. It's just like, I don't know, the way it felt, like the controls, the shooting, yeah. whatever. The vault's really cool, though. Like the uh, vault, you know, uh, vat, uh, vats. Is that what it's called? Where it's like, oh, yeah, uh, the vats where I had the select. system where it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could play on that all day, every day. And that was really, really neat. Um, but it still was just a like half broken game and it's just it's it's not for me when it's that much jank. Um uh, anyway. Elder Scrolls Online expansion again, a Ghostwire Tokyo sequel. So they had this plan before Ghostwire came out. Do you think something like this would still happen though? Because it didn't really sell that many copies. It didn't. I mean it didn't do bad. It probably sold Maybe it sold one million copies. Is my guess, right? Let's let's see if we can. Some numbers um, here. What? Well, I already forgot the name of the stupid game. <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. God, I was like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tokyo Wire. Um. Yeah, I can't find an answer. Anyway, I don't know. Whatever. Um, All right. Dishonored Three. That's exciting. Now. Is it though? If the last two things of like, like this one. Well, okay, bad, that's a good point. Or that's Deathloop, a good point. or you know, like Deathloop wasn't bad, but it wasn't. I was like, eh. and then well, Deathloop was, was at least a game that people liked, right? Yeah, Redfall yeah, was just yeah. like, and then Jesus. Redfall was real bad. But like for me, it's like, well, can they actually do Dishonor three and do it well? But regardless of all that, it's still super hyped to just see Dishonor three. Super super cool, and then. Uh, finally, Doom Year Zero DLC. So. That's so exciting. I, that that has me the most excited about, out of everything. I think. Yeah. So, mine is that uh, Oblivion, dude. I'd be so hyped. Okay. Uh, last thing here, I just wanted to mention Resident Evil Four Remake, Resident Evil Village, Death Stranding, Assassin's Creed Mirage announced for iPhone 15 Pro. They showed, uh, you know, here's another year, Remote. another phone, right? Right, right, right. But when I first saw it, I was like, dude, that is so impressive. That's so cool. Now am I going to play it on my phone? No. But it's yeah. just the fact <laughs> it's that crazy, you can do it. It's right. really, it is. really neat. And it definitely will bring in like, okay, well, if it can handle this, well, let's think of a game that would be a little better for phone. You know, like RPGs, whatever. But like, where I'm not necessarily super gameplay heavy, but could still look really beautiful to these types of level of graphics. You could definitely just now we know it's capable 
of making a really cool game looking that great and then just having it work for phone, you know, um, and it, and it be possible. But then I think on it a lot longer. At first, I'm really blown away. And then I'm just like, well, it's been a really long time since PS4 is released because these are all technically PS4 games. It, I, I'm imagining it looking to the quality of a PS4, but just on your phone, right? And PS4 yeah. came out however, 2014. So technically I mean, yeah, almost 10 years. So if you really think about it, phone tech being 10 years behind where the consoles are at is honestly what you would expect anyway. Yeah, but I, I maybe we were crazy, just yeah. so stagnant for so long of like the next jump, and then we finally got it that we were like, "Wow, you know." Right. Um, otherwise, I think that's like, all it is. We're just yeah, yeah it's just perspective, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I probably won't be playing it even if it even if yeah, I had the phone. Yeah, I'm not. I won't be playing it on there. <laughs> um, it's still just. I mean, it's still it's it still cool, really weird and cool to see. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, and then, um, I just want to mention Ever Crisis. I was playing that Final Fantasy 7 mobile phone thing. It's right. I, I remember being hyped for this, being like, oh, it's a lot like <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 original game, right? But it's all right. mobile. No, they just, it's, it's, it really is just mobile trash. It's BS. It doesn't even, I got you. Don't worry about it. It's, like I was, I'm just trash. immediately <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> I was like, nope. What I uh, I should have expected this, right? Anyway, and then Star Ocean Second Story R released a demo on Switch and Steam. I was playing on my Steam Deck, playing on my Switch. I'm definitely gonna want to play it on my Steam Deck, the actual game, because it yeah. runs at 60 and looks a lot better. Where the Switch version's 30. This does matter because even though it's a JRPG, it actually has an action combat system when you go into the battles. So frame rate's actually really important. Um, but I'm so hyped because this is like one uh, one of my favorite little PS1. PS1 is my favorite uh, system. I think I've said this many times in the past because of the JRPGs. Yeah. This being one of the reasons this was like high up there in like my top list of the JRPGs on PS1. Well, they're bringing it back, but it's not just that. They're doing the entire environment new 3D graphics. So, like, all new buildings, all blah, 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 new rocks, new landscape, whatever. But the characters are the 2D sprites from the PS1 version and, like, that cool HD 2D sort of bit. And then the rest of the environment is, like, a 3D graphical current game kind of thing as you're running because when you play like Octopath Traveler or something like that, or triangle strategy, the environment and the characters for the HD 2d and pixel art, this game is not pixel art. The environment is just 3d. And then the characters are the pixel art of the 2d HD or whatever. looks really, really neat. And it definitely, um, like I was saying with the Tomb Raider one through three, this also somehow pays a really cool ownage to like PS one to where it makes it feel PS one. Like, Right. But but a new aesthetic to it, so super cool. That's very cool. So I'm really really hyped for that, and that is the best in the series. If Star Ocean in general, that's the one. Second story R. Anyway, or second story R is the remake. All right, new game watch, and we'll get out of here. Resident Evil Four right. separate ways DLC drop in the 21st. All platforms that it's released on, which basically not Switch. Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077, Phantom Liberty. Here we go. September 26th. Um, separate ways that comes out tomorrow. Today's the yeah. 20th. Okay. Anyway, uh, cyberpunk will get 26 El Paso elsewhere. 
Xbox, Xbox, and Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PC, September 26th, Minico Night Market, Switch and PC, September 26th, My Time at Sand Rock, PlayStation Switch, Xbox, September 26th, Paleo Pines, All Platforms, September 26th, Infinite Trash, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, I do want to play this, All Platforms, September 28th, Sonic Frontiers, The Final Horizon, all platforms, September 28th. And again, shout out to Sonic Frontiers. It surprised me. It's a good game. Yep. I know you felt pretty strongly about that one, so. All right. Well, uh, see you guys later. All right. Later, guys. Peace.